2: So we were going to lead with the story about J6, that woman who got caught lying again. It's funny because you have conservative papers that hate Trump and you have Democrats and they're all like, this is the bombshell testimony. And then a bunch of people come out and they're like, yeah, I will swear under oath she's lying, but they believe it anyway. Uh, and then we thought, you know what? It's just so boring. Can we make fun of Ocasio Cortez instead? Cause Colbert asked her to run for president or ask if she was going to run for president and she didn't say no. And she was like, yeah, well, you know, and then she also, it's, it's really amazing because you know, uh, please someone, someone help this country. AOC goes on, on primetime television to millions of people. And she strung a bunch of words about the civil war together that made literally no sense. And everyone's clapping for it. And I'm just like, she does like, it's amazing. It's she, she made comments about Abraham Lincoln, the Supreme court, why Joe Biden should take certain action. And it's like, she just made it all up. It's absolutely amazing. Her, her timeline is wrong. Her history is wrong. The actions taken were wrong, and I'm sitting there watching, and Colbert's like, you should be president. And I'm like, oh, Look at man.
3: I got, that's actually pretty Chad. You know, <laughs> you just, just go on television in front of a bunch of people who can fact check you and start <laughs> making stuff up. Like, yeah, no, he should do this, because that's what Abe Lincoln did. And you're what, like, do you, you have was, a source?
2: Like, I made it up. Yeah, no, I made that, that, that happened up. happened six years. She's like, Abraham Lincoln. You know, Dred Scott was issued, so Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, and it's like AOC that was
3: six years before. She said the six c- years. What she she are you said about? the Confederates packed the Supreme Court, or she said the Confederates got their people into the Supreme Court. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh,
2: you know what? Okay, so so we it's going to uh, yeah, be fun yeah. roasting well, all that. But, jump jump but there. there's some other some other funny news too in Iowa. But after Roe v. Wade's repeal, Republicans gained in the polls. Ooh. So they can come out, and I'll tell you this too, the Democrats were funding Trump-supporting candidates thinking it was going to help them, and then in Colorado, the moderate won, so they wasted all of that money and just propped up and expanded Trump's message. These Mm. people are not smart people, and AOC, she really, really does prove it every single day, so we're going to talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about what's going on with January 6th, but my friends, don't forget Head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work as a member. You'll get access to exclusive segments from this show, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., the uncensored after-hours show where we swear a lot. And uh, you don't want your kids listening to that one, but it is a whole lot of fun. And it's often very funny. You'll also be supporting our journalists and our infrastructure. We use Rumble so we can help build an ecosystem that is more resilient to censorship for everybody. So don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and... Joining us today to discuss all of this, we got Royce White.
4: Thanks for having me. Who are you? What do you do? Well, I guess the most important thing I'm doing right now is running for United States Congress against Mm -hmm. Ilhan Omar in in Minnesota's 5th Congressional District. And we're in the the dead heat of that campaign. I got a primary August 9th against a, a, a rhino uniparty globalist. Uh, who who said that abortion was red meat politics for the base at our convention? Wow! And when Roe v. Wade passed, she she celebrated it because you I mean you don't have to keep account of the things you said yesterday. When it society. got overturned, yeah, she acted, yeah like it was a big deal. she acted like she was on on board. So yeah, running for Congress also playing in the big three. Um, our season started two weeks ago, and and I got that going on as well, and still training mixed martial arts every day and preparation for whenever the election is over to to try and fight again.
3: Right on, man. Thanks for hanging out. We also got Shim Sham. Uh, yeah, before I uh, introduce myself, I just wanted to make a comment here. You mentioned the Republicans becoming more popular uh, after banning abortion. <laughs> There's this talking point we kept hearing about Roe v. Wade, and if it's overturned, people will turn against Republicans. It'll hurt them in the polls. Like, yeah, you know what's going to make Republicans really unpopular? If they accomplish something yeah. for yeah. once, ever, if they, if they,
2: that would be so bad for them. Doing what the Republicans
3: ask the politicians to do is is bad. For uh, 50 years, they finally did the thing, finally accomplished <laughs> it. it. Looks, It's a bad look, I know. Um, I am Seamus Coughlin. I run a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. And this, unfortunately, is going to be my last show for a while. So they've made me a cake, which I very much appreciate. Lids decorated this. It's beautiful. What's incredible. the five for? Um, because for just five bucks a month, you can become <laughs> oh, a member I at see. FreedomTunes.com. Yeah. So I know that I'm going to be leaving the show for a while here, folks. But you can still get your dose of Seamus. Go to FreedomTunes.com, become a member. You'll get an extra cartoon each week. You'll be helping us get independent from YouTube. I love you all, and I think this is going to be a great show. It no. says we'll miss you on the cake. And yeah, I, it says we'll miss yeah. you. I know you won't, but I, we're, we're, we're <laughs> not we, we're not about <laughs> fake news on this show. Okay. So I, I so, got to fact check that. But hold on, it says we'll miss you. It's not necessarily. It, 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 that's not indicative of a consensus that's right and like Andy. at least yeah. at least two people yeah. here will miss oh that's me. true at least yeah. two. yeah at least two <laughs> at least two All right, people fair that's point. It. yeah technically correct yeah. happy <laughs> birthday Seamus. but not morally accurate <laughs> thank you but Congratulations. not <laughs> what's up
5: everybody ian crosslin up in the house uh nothing to shout out yet so let's just get going let's move it
0: along I'm excited. We always have a great time with Royce. I am the one who did the lettering on that cake. It is not my finest work, but I did it in about 10 minutes. I think I should have said Irish you already. That was
3: Brett's oh, idea. Which, right now, I was like, "How? why were you not here 10 minutes earlier? But oh well, we will miss Seamus.
2: All right, everybody. Let's jump into this first story. We got it from the Huffington Post. You know how much we love the Huffington Post. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has pithy reply when asked if she'll run for president. The popular progressive house member had just watched Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony at the January 6th hearing when Colbert popped the question. That's right, they're getting married everybody! Colbert and AOC, I'm kidding. So he asks her, he's like, this is really, really funny because he roasted Joe Biden at the same time, so uh, respect for that. Uh, they don't actually, oh, they don't actually show what he said about Colbert, that's funny. He said no matter how many times, People ask Joe Biden if he's going to run for re-election, and he says yes. They ignore what he says and then ask other people to run. So the New York Times actually ran this article. Check this out. Biden irked by Democrats who won't take yes for an answer on 2024. Oh, Yo, it's not about taking yes for an answer. It's about how even if you say yes, they're like, dude's brain doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they're, they don't think he's going to run anyway. So here's the best part. Colbert's like, I know someone who's gonna turn 35 and, uh, right before the election. Haha, ha, could it be you? And then she said, listen, we need to keep, we need to focus on keeping democracy for anybody to be president in the next couple of years, she replied. My central focus is helping the people of this country right now. So it's possible. I don't know about that. Well, I don't think she's actually gonna run. But the fact that on primetime TV, Stephen Colbert is asking her if she will, I think what we're seeing, you had CNN say, Hillary? It's her time now. Did you see that article from Chris Eliza and then everyone made fun of her? This is hilarious. One of her uh, her former campaign strategists came out and said, her polling is actually, her numbers are, her ratings are worse than Trump's. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, no, 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 Hillary. No, she's not coming back. I think the Democrats and the, and the corporate press, they're desperate to try and find someone.
1: Mm.
2: I think the goal of asking AOC is so that they drop the stone in the water to see where the ripples go. They make the statement And now they want to see how the press handles it and what the reaction from the public is. Yes. They never said she's going to run. But what happens if all of a sudden people start saying, yeah, AOC should run and there's big fervor and and fire under it. Then they'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, okay." So they're testing the waters, trying to see who they can get. And I got to be honest, when I heard that they asked, that Colbert asked if she'd run, I'm like, out of all the Democrats that are available, she'd beat them all. Save Michelle Obama, maybe. Michelle, but yeah. Gavin Newsom, AOC would, would do better. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, I think there's, there's an important point here. So if the Democrats know anything, that they're starting to realize that they don't have that much of a shot in 2024 if trends continue. There's not much hope for their party right now. And so it could be possible that what they would plan on doing is putting up some throwaway candidate in 2024 who's anti-establishment and actually relatively popular with their base so that next time an election comes along, long when a democrat actually does stand a chance of winning they can go we tried this anti-establishment person mm. the people weren't interested they lost we're not going to run them or they can use this as an opportunity to
2: raise aoc's profile that too right now she's just a popular house member she's not a senator she's not that big a presidential campaign run where they expect to lose can can push her up to a very prominent public space at the national level
4: a- am i in this conversation already
3: absolutely yeah jump in yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay yeah, good yeah.
4: Uh we gotta debunk this right now. I can't I can't stand it. This whole facade that AOC is anti establishment. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Is a complete scam. They want a runner as anti establishment Exactly. But I, I wanna say that
5: Exactly
0: the
4: the ploy that they're running is that when you say you're socialist then you're anti corporate. Mm-hmm. But when you plan to expand socialism to the global scale, it's the ultimate form of corporatism.
3: Yeah, I would agree. And also there's nothing AOC believes that our public education system has not been set up to brainwash children into believing. So I know I totally agree with you. I mean, she eats out of the palm of the establishment, but she's viewed as an outsider.
4: But if they don't, and I wanted to say, if they, if they don't win in 2024, it's over because the young America first populist movement that's on the rise is going to go in and crush the old narrative that allowed an AOC to Mm. pose as anti-corporate. And it's all mostly predicated on, one, the story of blacks historically in the country. That's kind of the linchpin of grievance politics Mm. and anti-establishment. But also the young people who are indoctrinated at schools. And if the conservatives win in the midterms in 2024, we got to go back and take those schools.
2: I think we're headed towards a um, – there's a strong possibility of hyper-racialization happening in the next several years. Yeah. There was a viral thread where this uh, this dude said, you know, uh, there are young white men in school being told that they're the oppressors. Then they see that most people in college are female. Then they see that, like, you know, when they apply for a job, they're like, we're not hiring any white men. And so this is a big thread where they explain that, you know, maybe it applies to older white men. Because when those older white men were younger, they were the majority and they controlled a lot of the space. But now that it's inverted, younger white men are growing up being told that they're the evil oppressors, but they're getting held back and they're getting restrained. So they're getting angry and they're forming racial identitarian groups or they're starting to coalesce around race. Mm -hmm. So the left in pushing this stuff. I think, is
3: hyper-racializing everything. 100%. 100%. What they're banking on is that white people are always going to self-flagellate every single time a discussion on racial issues comes up because that's sort of been the status quo. But ultimately, at some point, white guilt runs out. So it's it's generational. It's generational
2: memory. Uh, what people don't understand when it comes to politics, they talk about like the pay gap, right? Yeah, but for which demographic? The pay gap exists mm-hmm. for sure among boomers. The pay gap exists among millennials, but it's inverted. Millennial women make more money than millennial men. Mm -hmm. Millennial women are more likely to graduate college than millennial men. Mm -hmm. Yet they keep pushing a narrative as if it's the younger generation suffering what the older generation went through. And that's going to cause a serious problem. Because in these stories, whether it's about uh, uh, leftist racial identitarianism creating more white uh, identitarianism or social issues that were relevant 50 years ago not being relevant today and then punishing young people today based on grievances of the past – you are going to raise a generation with an inverted system, which causes oppression, which causes anger and animosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only difference is right now they're telling the young majority, white males, that they're evil and oppressors and then restricting them. But these young young men don't know anything about the civil rights movement. They didn't experience it. They weren't part of it. They don't think about slavery, Jim Crow. They weren't a part of it. They don't think about the Klan. They don't, they, they, they're not alive during a time of the Klan and they weren't a part of it. But they're still the majority. So what happens when you, when you raise a, the majority and, and, and tell them that they're evil oppressors and you take from them, you make it harder for them. Yo, they're going to come out in force. They're going to vote in force. And then it's really going to flip. This pendulum is going to swing hard in the other direction.
5: Bunch of kids that believe they're evil oppressors grow up to become evil oppressors. Gotta no, no, that's out. not what I'm saying. Well, that's I'm also going to happen.
2: I'm saying that it's possible a lot of them yeah. do. It's that. This this you know seventeen year old white kid is like, there you said there's a pay gap? Why do all the women make more money? Huh. You said you said that men are privileged? How come I can't get a job? <laughs> you said that men men are privileged? How come the women are the ones who are graduating from college? Right. How is it me? Cause they do not live in the generations past. This, this thing where people are telling us one thing, but it's not right.
5: Like that the economy is doing great when you have like the, the speaker. Uh, it's driving people crazy. It's driving me crazy. It's gotta be driving young people crazy. Cause they don't have the context I have, at least the outlet I have for the most part. Not that all of them don't, but I mean, it's gotta be driving people insane. That's dangerous. Man.
4: My, my, my concern about the entire race conversation that I've been thinking about more recently is the concept of white itself.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't like it. Mm-hmm.
2: Totally agree. But uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm Irish. Yeah, the, the, I'm the,
4: uh, what I mean is, <laughs> true, There's there. a, there's a bit of a double cross and triple cross when it comes to saying who's white. I mean,
2: Barack Obama was white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll what
4: What I mean is, you know, in in Europe, let's say for example, it is white. Sorry, nobody nobody calls themselves white. You're from Spain. You're from Romania. Mm-hmm. You're from. Uh, Italy, you're from uh, the UK, you're Irish, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. In America, we've kind of been the driving force of creating a, 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 you know, unified white identity that's an amalgamation of a bunch of European clans that used to oppress and kill each other. And that framework of history gets completely do, lost apparently. on young people. Still do, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but that, Exactly, yeah. Well, the Russians aren't even considered white in modern. They're, they're Slavs, but.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah Slavics are peop, uh, people of color, apparently. They, like they are people of color, yeah. Like, like our friend Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that, so but it just,
4: it, it just shows you that the, the history, uh, is, is something that's lost on, on many people in its premise. Yeah,
2: <laughs> real, 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 real I want to make quick. a point about this. But just, uh, uh, as you mentioned, your problem with the, the concept of white. I, I agree. Luke Redkowski has blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. But he's Slavic, so they say he's a person of color. And I'm just yeah. like, all right, you lost me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: it's completely absurd. I've said this before. The idea of just like one wholesale white identity erases the different ethnic groups that actually fall under that umbrella. And it's interesting how that definition has changed over time. Historically, in this country, it was basically a label that was used to exclude Catholics. It was all of the people who had white skin but were from Catholic cultures who were considered non-white. So the Irish, the Polish, the Italians. Mm. And now today... Irish people are considered white, but Irish people weren't considered white until being white meant you had to apologize for being white all the time. Well, so this is, this is actually the left's <laughs> argument. Yeah. That's what it is. Their, their argument is that white
2: changes. Mm-hmm. That Italian people weren't considered white. Therefore, white, whiteness today doesn't really mean the color of your skin. It means like dominance, social structure, mm-hmm. right? Well, the
4: Wa- you know, the Washington Post said that I'm far right white nationalist. Now they're gonna start calling <laughs> black people <laughs> Serious? They're gonna start they are, calling yeah. black people who are America first. Larry Elder. About, yeah, you're white. Candace nationals. Owens. Clarence Thomas.
2: It's like it's like, yeah. it's like it, it, Dave Chappelle's skit has come to life. Mm-hmm. Clayton, was it Clayton Bigsby? Bigsby, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I can't. You know, Dave, you're a prophet. How is this? How is this real life? It's almost like he manifested it. He made the skit thinking like this. I'll make something so crazy it'll never work. Yeah. You know the fascinating thing about that Clayton Bigsby segment was it showed that it was about culture and ideas mm-hmm. more than race. That. In his bit, the point being made was that the white supremacists were like, he's such a good speaker and his ideas are so beneficial to us. We gotta, we gotta keep him around. And then there was the scene where he sees, he hears the rap music and it's three white guys and then he calls them a racial slur and they liked it because they were trying to That's be That's right.
3: Like. They're like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: the, the, the point was interesting. It was that it was about culture, not about yeah. race. Yeah. And I, I think that, that actually is still true today. But, you know, I agree with you.
3: But they wanna, they wanna have it both ways, right? So the left wants to talk about this idea of a white identity and um, they'll claim that whiteness changes over time and it's an arbitrary construct, but then they'll turn around and go, you have white skin. You are objectively right. white, therefore when I don't they, have to listen to your opinion. To. Exactly. Dave Chappelle
4: was also brilliant in that when he said, he made the joke that people in the LGBTQ like to claim that they're minorities until it's time to be white. Right. Uh, like when he made the skit about the cops being called and, yeah. you know, nobody, nobody who's black and trans says, uh, Oh well, my name is Clifford, cause when the cop shows up, <laughs> they don't care who, which one of you is Clifford, they, you know, if you have black... basically he was saying that black skin is an immutable quality. Mm. And gender identity is not immutable.
3: Yeah, well, so this is something I, I, I used to bring this up because one argument that was always made around 10 years ago is that like, oh, you know, the um, question of homosexuality and homosexual unions and LGBTQ rights is like the racial struggle of our day. It's the civil rights struggle. And that's completely absurd. I mean, first of all, like there's no in the closet if you're black, right? right? Like you're just right. black everywhere. It's It's completely different. It's completely different. But they want – because it's understood that it's a powerful rhetorical tool because Americans care a whole lot about race. If you want people to be sympathetic to a group of people, you say, look, what's happening to them is just like what happened to black people historically.
2: They they mentioned that this is like the civil rights fight of our day. They say things like, you know, Seamus, you would have been on the side of Jim Crow and the slavers. And it's like – It's like, no, Catholics were not. Yeah, and it's not just that. It's that – Like, we're effectively dissidents to the establishment. We are opposing the established order. You guys are in favor of what Walmart wants. (laughs) But it's not the civil right fight of our day because none none of it makes sense. Like, when Larry Elder comes out and he says, here's what I think we can do for black families, and they go, you're a white supremacist. I'm like, bro, you're a white person calling a black man a white supremacist because you don't like his politics. You're not fighting for civil rights. You're just an egotist who doesn't like the fact that your your cudgel, racism, doesn't work or make sense. Mm-hmm. The same thing with, with Candace Owens. Yep. Black white supremacists, no, n- neither. They're neither. That's, that's insane. They're just people with ideas you don't like. Well,
4: mm-hmm. the people who they think are white supremacists aren't even white supremacists, let alone the black people being white supremacists. Mm-hmm. But the other the other interesting historical piece of this that I think paints this cultural appropriation that the LGBTQ movement is doing goes all the way back to the Black Panthers and Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton was the original creator and founder of the Rainbow Coalition, and it wasn't until nine years after he died that the artist from California took the rainbow icon and used it for the LGBTQ, and what most people don't talk about when they talk Panthers or Fred Hampton or the Rainbow Coalition is that the white organization that was a part of the three organizations that that made up the Rainbow Coalition were the Young Patriots, and guess what their icon was? the confederate flag wow.
1: <laughs> oh,
4: wow. they were southern wait, wait, let
2: me ask you let me ask you something mm-hmm. so they decided to change the uh, i remember they changed the pride flag and they added a black and brown stripe
4: no clue what it means don't ask me
2: it's it's for black and brown people no it's not it, well, that's what they said yeah. yeah yeah but i'm just i'm just like is it if this flag is for lesbian gay bisexual and trans is it did they add another did they add another b to it for black <laughs> so it's lgbtqbb why are black and
3: brown people in the LGBT flag? Like, what's the insinuation why is it's, well, it's in the so LGBT stupid, flag? Right? I
5: don't understand this stuff right now.
3: Well, it's also, I've said this before on the show, but it's the design is so stupid because for like the different sexual identities, they want these different colors of the rainbow to represent something abstract. And it's like, what is the brown for? It's like brown people. It was the black for <laughs> black people. It's like, wait, <laughs> it's they, are like, like, why didn't they get creative colors? Why did they, everyone else get, they, they added a white triangle to it. Did they really?
5: Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. Learning oh that the rainbows from the rainbow <laughs> coalition, which was a multi- cultural thing makes a lot more sense well the rainbow was well the rainbow
4: coalition was initially um, Fred Hampton although the Black Panthers had this Marxist Leninist uh, philosophical background uh, Fred Hampton was kind of an an anomaly in Chicago and he had his own you know Version of the Black Panthers, you could say, and, and that was the Rainbow Coalition in which he kind of reoriented the Black Panthers focus on the working class. And he mm. said that despite the racial issues that do exist in America, there is a greater uh, predation happening on the working class economically. That was the whole motif of the Rainbow Coalition was the working the unity of working class whites, blacks and and Latinos.
2: So each color in the in the original Pride flag like represented some idea, yeah. and I think they actually had magic in there. And then Purple, they were like, "We I should, we, yeah, we should get rid of the magic yeah. from this flag." as that makes sense? And then, um, I don't understand. The one thing I don't understand is how like, is there a committee that decides when the flag should be changed? Because one day people were just like, "Hey, we added black and brown," and then everyone started making these these flags with a black and brown stripe. Then they were like, "Okay, actually, we're gonna put the trans triangle in the side, and we're gonna put the black and brown in the triangle instead." And then someone was like, we should put a yellow triangle in there, too, and a purple circle. Now, all of a sudden, those flags are flying everywhere, but, like, who decided that would be the flag? You know what I mean? It's just like, you you start making it? What is it going to look like in two years? Ah. Well, the joke is that the the, 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 uh, trans triangle is pushing the, the rainbow out. Because it, it's it's yeah. gradually taking up more and more space. All uh, right, uh, I, I got to give a shout out. Let, we're gonna we're gonna keep the focus on uh, uh, I guess the racial politics of the day because we have more from Colbert and AOC. And I'm sorry, you know, there's a lot of important things we can talk about, but making fun of AOC is is fun. It's fun. And um <laughs> look, I I I tr- I, I try not to be overtly just like haha. Let's mock her for the sake of mocking her. Yo, she went on Stephen Colbert's show to millions of people, strung together a bunch of history words that made no sense with a straight face and i'm just it's laughably absurd that she would be asked if she would be president after saying <laughs> something so nonsensical but you know Seamus pointed out it's a chad move to it's go on move, TV yeah. and just be like yeah you know um abraham lincoln yeah, he was a capricorn <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh 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 you know winston churchill they were cousins
3: oh wow yeah, yeah. that's crazy yeah, yeah. separate
2: and you're it's like making like stephen colbert's sure? like
3: Will you be my president? (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joan of Arc? Yeah. 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 That's Lincoln's mom. That's pretty cool. For sure. Let me play you this clip. Joan, No, Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. Haven't you seen Noah's Noah's wife? wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to play this
2: clip for you because it's going to make you laugh. So Colbert basically answers a ton of questions for AOC on her behalf. And then she says this.
3: What action would you like to see the Congress take? Well, I think a history really informs a lot. Can you turn this up?
5: Um, does it inform it you? <laughs> <questions>. Let <laughs> me start over. Uh, 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 abortion. Can you Should up in the,
3: turn to the people and, and big in the, the volume? The
5: well, I think a history really informs a lot. Yeah. Um, and it gives us lessons here. Because this is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, in the 1800s, the Supreme Court was taken over uh, by the Confederate South and was starting to rule in ways that limited Abraham Lincoln, for example. In, in the Dred Scott ruling, they ruled that black Americans are not and can never be full citizens of the United States. And what did Abraham Lincoln do? He signed the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> 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 I, th-
0: I thought she was going to say he packed the court.
1: Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yo,
0: she just strung a bunch of words together.
2: All right, let me break it down for you, everybody. The Supreme Court was not taken over by the Confederacy because the Confederacy was not a part of the union. They did not rule in ways that impeded Abraham Lincoln because Abraham Lincoln became president after secession. Dred Scott was, this is one thing she got right, a ruling that said citizenship was not for descendants, uh, for people of African descent. But Dred Scott happened four years before Abraham Lincoln became president. And Abraham Lincoln did not issue the Emancipation Proclamation in response to Dred Scott The Emancipation Proclamation was issued two years after he became president, six years after Dred Scott, and has nothing to do with citizenship at all. It was the 14th Amendment that came about after the Civil War that answered the question of citizenship. Yo, AOC went on Colbert and just said a bunch of Civil War era (laughs) words at the same time with confidence.
3: I got to admit, Seamus, you're right. It's Chad. Mega Chad. He's like, when Abraham Lincoln... First signed Roe v. Wade into law, <laughs> it was to free women from
2: slavery. Oh my
0: gosh!
2: Because the Confederates had invaded the Supreme Court, and Abraham Lincoln had no choice but to build an ark and take two of each what animal.
5: The heck is going, what is going on? Yeah, what beautiful. I think she met was oh, okay, yeah, yeah. on, <laughs> before, before the Civil War. The South had people that were becoming Supreme Court justices, and they were like leaning towards the Southern states and their beliefs. And then when she said, but then, and then they challenged Abraham Lincoln. What she meant was they challenged the ideas that Abraham Lincoln came to embody later, uh, but she just messed it all up. Bro. I mean, if that's what she
2: meant, which Bro. is I, the only thing I can imagine she meant.
5: you can imagine, wrong.
2: You can imagine anything you want. What she said was a string of 1860s related words Ooh. that didn't Close actually to that fit Civil together. I mean, that, that was written a- by AI. A- wow. like, a- that <laughs> was written by AI. She wrote Roe v, She wrote Roby Wade Civil War, and then it strung that together. But but I'm I'm so impressed with the way she delivered it with the utmost confidence. Yes,
3: yeah, that's pretty good. And she started
5: off with history in in, in forms. She's letting everyone know. <laughs> I know that's history in forms, and it gives a bunch of like strange history. I, I just that I, I
2: was watching this, and I was just like. I'm like, the Confederacy had in, had invaded wait, wait. the Supreme Court and were impeding what? Lincoln? I was like, how are they impeding Lincoln? He wasn't even president. Even if her point was that Southern southern sympathetic justices were on the court, they could not have in any way impeded uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln because he wasn't even president until after several states had already seceded and said that they were no longer part of the union. They and, and and there was a question before he was even president as to whether there would be military intervention to stop session. Now, granted, fair point. Abraham Lincoln won the election, and then they were like, all right, that's it, we're out. Yeah. And then several months later, several states secede, and then Lincoln becomes president. He's like, I don't recognize any of this. And things started to escalate from there, but it had nothing to do with the Supreme Court. Granted, he did try to go after a justice. It's just when I heard this and she was like, Dred Scott. Said that you know uh, black people weren't citizens. So Abraham Lincoln, what did he do? He issued the Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation. I'm like, those two things are unrelated like, to each other. When yeah. Judge
3: Dred Scott decided, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Judge Dred.
4: these these people offend me. These these are the black bourgeoisie elite that are more interested in diversity, equity, and, and inclusion, faux politics than they are the American people. And later in this clip, I think she said something along the lines when they asked her about running for president. I'm interested in helping the American people. Uh, no, she's not. I mean, she's a complete puppet. She's a prop. She's, uh, she's an actress. And she doesn't need to know history because the entire mainstream media apparatus, uh, is, is her backstop.
2: I'll tell you what she is. You've got, you guys got to watch The New Beeves and Butthead. Mm. Has anybody here seen The New Beebs and just Butthead? just a clip. Everybody's sharing the white privilege clip mm-hmm. but I got a minor minor spoiler for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a story spoiler. I'm but it, it's kind of but I have to say it. Many of you may have seen it, but there's a point at which Beebs and Budhead for some reason can't see. And so they're just like waving their arms around with their eyes pointing in the wrong directions both of them. <laughs> That's AOC. Yeah. It's not a puppet. It's that she like was sitting in a room one day and someone was like, dude, like Dred Scott was like really bad cuz the US government like these Supreme Court people were like, you're not a citizen. Yeah, the Supreme Court's illegitimate. They've been illegitimate. And she's like, yeah. And then someone's like, but bro, that Emancipation Proclamation, right? And she goes, yeah. And then she sits on a couch and she goes, well, Tread Scott and the Emancipation. It's like some stoner dude just said a bunch <laughs> of random <laughs> stuff. It's it, no one. Look, if she was a puppet, she'd have been given a cue card. That would have said something more coherent.
3: You yeah. sit here.
0: <laughs> <Right>. You <laughs> take your seat. You explain <laughs> Dred Scott.
3: No,
2: you know. explain Civil War. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I don't know. I, I tend to slightly disagree. I think the new, the new impetus towards societal control, psychological control is to see if they can get people like AOC who are conscious and know full well what they're doing. Uh, to, to vote for them still. And I, that, you know, that's, that's my interpretation. Like, and I don't know about her. You're right. You're right. I don't know about AOC, but I know that some of these people, such as Pelosi, whether Elizabeth Warren, maybe some of the elders in the Democrat Party or in the establishment are fully aware of the lies that they're telling.
2: You're right. You know, I just, you, you know, you know what I was realizing? You ever see those uh, scammer emails from, like, a Nigerian prince? Right. Yeah. People always make fun of them because the grammar's really bad. That's on purpose. Mm. No, for real. So people assume if this, like, the scammers are doing a bad job because they're not speaking proper English. The reason they do that is because they don't want to waste time on smart people. AOC mm-hmm. is saying dumb things here on Ooh. purpose to make sure that smart right. people don't waste their time even talking about what she's doing or engaging her seriously. Right. But all of the dumb people will fall for it. Right.
0: Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: Laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 18 plus it's really
2: good so point. these these old people will get an email and it'll be like i'm a nigerian prince send, send me a check for two thousand dollars there's typos in it it makes no sense a person of moderate intelligence says this makes no sense exit out but if they sent a really well thought out message a smart person is going to be like i'm not sending you any money it's the stupid people they got to go after yeah so they want to filter out the smart people
4: and slowly but surely make people dumber and dumber so that the pool is bigger
2: yeah how many people do you think now are are like Following this, because Colbert gets about two million viewers, mostly not in the key demographic, but, you know, many. How many people do you think sat down today and they were like, well, you know, with Dred Scott, uh, Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> so, so Biden should make a declaration, too. And then it's the, how many people do you think are going to mindlessly repeat the gobbledygook nonsense she just said?
4: Way too many. Way too yep. many.
3: Well, because, I mean, if only we had some kind of disinformation board, you know, to fact yeah. check. This if only
2: question. we had fact checkers, <laughs> yeah. I know, who actually cared about what our politicians said. I know. Can, I wonder if Politifact mentioned like, any of this they, stuff.
3: Every now and again, she will get fact checked. Keep they, talking. I'm looking up. Yeah, no, no. no <laughs> I'm, well, I'm looking because I'm curious to see what they'll have to say. But I mean, obviously, this is not some minor blunder. I, mean, I don't think they, very they even did it. Details wrong.
2: Look, yeah. they, I don't even think they actually even fact checked her. Hold on. Look at this. The last thing I have is from May 9th. Thanks, PolitiFact. Mm-hmm. She just went on Colbert and said a whole bunch of nonsense that took me five minutes to debunk. Not well, even five. First of all, not even no five minutes.
3: watches Colbert. Yeah,
2: Two million fair. people.
3: Oh, wow. Two million well, people. Per I night. corrected. Yeah. I guess he does get views. So
2: he, he gets a decent. It's, it's mostly not in the key demo, but mm. he does get a decent key demo viewership. So first of all, it is a little bit unfair because I've been reading a lot about the Civil War. So I immediately knew these things made no sense. No, it's not unfair that you know facts that she's wrong about. That's no, no, I, I'm, I'm saying like I immediately caught it. Yeah. Maybe uh, uh, the average person would not. Sure. But journalists, if they actually cared, I'm not talking about journalists, I'm talking about regular people. It's, it's, it's unfair for me to be critical of a regular person who didn't know that and is repeating it to their right. friends well, right. okay, it, because they trust her. It, but journalists should be scrutinizing all of the politicians the same.
3: They don't. I just want to also like I haven't read about the Civil War since middle school, but the claim that the South, the Confederacy, had infiltrated the Supreme Court, like that's literally not how the Civil War worked. They they seceded well, no, before it was the added. Confederacy, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not possible. Well, it's
2: it's fair to say that there were Southern sympathetic justices.
3: Yeah, but that's and not the Confederacy stopping Abe Lincoln with the Supreme
2: Court, right? She she takes like this tiny morsel of what what may be factual, the 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 perception that the Supreme Court was siding in ways that was more favorable to the South in certain instances, like Dred Scott. But then she turns it into the Confederacy had taken over the Supreme Court and was impeding Abraham Lincoln yeah, yeah. with rulings like Dred Scott, so he had to issue the Emancipation Proclamation. Is just psychotic garbage it nonsense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
1: uh,
4: and I want to say I think. <clears throat> You know, it's it's funny to me to watch AOC talk because she actually is the example of the true systemic injustice done on the American people. The real systemic injustice is to lower the bar of intelligence of your leaders and have you follow them because you just don't know any better. To create a society of mindless bots from a through a variety of ways and then give you a puppet leader like AOC that. Can in no way properly represent you in governance or anything else for that matter. That's real systemic injustice and she gets to run around with the motif of systemic injustice as the hallmark of her platform. That's a double cross and a triple cross for the ages.
5: It's like a popularity contest. I mean, that's what voting is. But do you think it's that we shouldn't have voting?
4: No, we definitely should have voting. But I think what's been done to the school systems in this country mm-hmm. or education in this country or, or, um, communities just in general uh was not done uh was not organic it was intentionally done it was systematically designed we we like a dumb populace. and that's why I call myself a populist politically i'm i'm ai am an america first christian sovereignist actually you could say but um i'm a, i'm a populist but but you know, we do have a populace right now that's grossly, uh, undereducated and misinformed. So it makes it very hard for them to cast and form votes in our political system. Um, which is an egregious, an egregious level of moral hazard that comes from institutions becoming corrupted. And in the West, we do place a premium on the individual, mm. but culture does have an impact on the individual and we have to understand both things happen simultaneously but when the when the establishment gets as corrupt as it's become now you get 81 million people voting for a man who shouldn't be allowed to drive a car
5: yeah I think corporations becoming legally people severely corrupted our capitalist institution. To the point where now they're making corporations are making political statements and that you can't sue them, you can't destroy the people, sue them into oblivion, the owners, they just declare it bankrupt and so no, nobody fact
2: hit. checked what she said. Like <laughs> no, pissed. N- n- you're I,
4: pissed about that.
2: Well, the the point I'm making here is any conservative politician who even says anything slightly wrong, like Ron DeSantis was fact checked because I can't remember exactly what he's talking about, but he said something slightly imprecise, and they're like, "False, false, false!" We got him! We got him! We got him! Everybody in the clapping. AOC goes on primetime television at millions of people, strings together random words, and everyone's like, "I'm okay with that."
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. you made a, a good point about AOC, and I, I think the word is almost controlled opposition in a sense, right? She's supposed to be the outsider candidate, but she really does she does present everything that the establishment would like for people to believe. I think a huge part of the problem, and I, I've got on my soapbox about this a number of times on the show, but we have a culture which basically places instant gratification above everything else and even in really intimate, important ways. So we've completely saturated our society with pornography and... And people eat gross, fatty foods all the time. And basically, the idea is you shouldn't do things in line with their purposes. You should do things in line with what brings you the most pleasure. And it trains people to constantly take the path of least resistance. And when people take the path of least resistance, they're much easier to herd. It's much easier to get people to obey you when they're going to go along with what's easiest, right?
2: Before I lose my temper, Oh boy, I need you to clarify what you meant by gross and fatty foods. (laughs) Okay.
3: So (laughs) basically, and I don't mean to imply that there's such a thing. Is anything that's less healthy than something else, right? Everyone's healthy all all the time. We're all equally healthy. All foods are equally good. No matter what, that cake right there. That this cake Isn't, is super healthy and super good for me. So, right. do you mean yeah, gross fatty as one thing, or do you mean gross comma fatty? Gross comma fatty. Well, it's it's no both, no, no, right? no 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 no. <laughs> Avocados <laughs> are fatty and they're good for you. Okay, no no. Okay, uh, yes, I've been no, doing bad. You take <laughs> it, it back. Fat, fat can be very good for you. I'm talking that's like right. the kind of stuff you get at McDonald's. That's my and joke. I'm talking, yeah, yeah and it's it, fried, it's sugary, it's well, salty, and it's okay to have sugary foods every now and again. But Treat. if if you're if every meal you eat is this gross stuff that's going to weigh you down and destroy your brain and it it again. It trains you towards doing something not in line with what makes sense well, either so, for the occasion or for what you're supposed to be eating. Um, it it trains you just to pursue pleasure, and so well, when well, other people and and one of the things that is pleasing to us is to fit in with the crowd. I, I want. Like, so I wanna, when other people stand up and and start promoting bad ideas, you're not gonna you're not gonna listen to them. So so yeah. this, this this is an As argument I I've cake. heard
2: uh heard from the left. They yeah. talk about how. Poor people are overweight because they have worse foods and because garbage food is cheaper. And that's not necessarily true, but it's somewhat true. Right. And so I was talking to a lefty friend and here's, here's how they explained it. And I think it's actually a decent point, but it needs to be fact checked. Norman Borlaug was this famous scientist who, uh, figured out a way to increase crop yield so that your, your typical plant produced way more. Like, so wheat would produce like four times the yield. All of a sudden there's way more starch of, and sugars available for people, but the nutritional density stayed the same that meant that poor people were buying the same kind of food at the same price but there was like half the amount of folate or thiamine or whatever in it mm-hmm. so they'd have to they have to buy even more so what happens is in order to get the same level of nutritional density they have to eat a ton of this starchy food and sugary and fatty food and they gain a bunch of weight from it right i actually uh, that makes sense to me I'm like why is it that poor people are overweight and they're like well the food they eat is bad and I'm like bro you can buy tomatoes lettuce and avocado for the same price as a big mac meal or whatever and then you real you think about it and it's like when they're buying grains and breads and stuff the nutritional density being lower means they're they're struggling they're eating a lot more of the same stuff so it's it's like a it's like half true because I do think people could make better choices but it still is not easy for people who don't know why what they're
3: eating has become bad for them. Well, there's also this weird thing where we're obsessed with finding new things to turn corn into. Yeah, right. We're like, what it's is rising. this food like? Maybe we could make it out of corn instead. <laughs> yeah, it's like we have plastic and it's polluting the world. What if we
2: made corn into plastic? Subsidized. Actually a good idea. Corn subsidies. Yeah, it's like, are there other ways to do it?
4: We, we have a society of that's going back to earth worshiping and child sacrifices
2: Mm. yep (laughs) well actually i disagree which brings me to the next story we have from interactive polls on twitter generic congressional ballot trends before versus after roe v wade decision take a look at this republicans and democrats in june 21 it was republican plus four on June 27, it was Republican plus five. Dun, dun. Republicans gained one point after SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade. That's technically not true. Democrats lost a point Ooh. after the Roe v. Wade decision. Interesting. So that is interesting. Why is it that Republicans were like, I'm cool with that. And Democrats were like, we're mad at Democrats over this.
4: Hmm. That's, that's the progressive left pulling the, the centrist, uh, moderate Democrats over in the left field. I saw that a lot. I didn't, I didn't realize until I started watching, well, I didn't start watching, you know, per se, but I watched the Young Turks about a month ago when the whole Roe v. Wade thing was, was first breaking out when the document got leaked and Anna Caspi, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and her got into a huge Twitter back and forth. Oh, and, and when I watched it, I realized that the left pundits, we're talking less about Republicans or Trumpers and they were talking more about the, uh, the, the, the dis you know, contentment they had with Joe Biden mm-hmm. and the establishment Democrats. And that's just a way for them to, to pull them over into, into left field. And I think when I watch Joe Biden talk now, I can see that he's not so much speaking against the right as he's trying to appease the far left.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden is weird, right? Because for so long he's adopted these far left positions and he's said things about how we need to like affirm children, which is just another way of saying that you should be able to push them through gender transitions, that kind of thing. Um, he's also extremely radically pro-abortion. He wants to repeal the Hyde Amendment, which prevents federal funding from uh, from going towards abortions. And then when the polling data starts to make it clear that these positions are unpopular, he comes out at the State of the Union and says, Defund the police. No man, I gotta defend the police. And talking about that how we hilarious. need to secure the border and basically taking Trump's platform. Yep. So the man, he doesn't stand for anything, right? Chameleon and that's politics. why he falls yeah. for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like falling off no, the stairs oh, and <laughs> off of a, a bike that wasn't moving. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, his foot got caught in the in the clip. He tripped so yeah. I'll give him that one. You
4: well, trip easier when you're at that age. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I just so what happened was with the with the bike is that he has he has pedal clips and when he stopped. He tried he took his left foot out and then he leaned right as he was trying to pull his right foot out, but he didn't get it out and so he fell over. I it's it, it happens to people, it's more likely to happen to you if you're old, but it wasn't like he was just standing there and then just fell down. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
3: Yeah, I just think, it's you, still, I, I, I think I'd like to see a little more proficiency in bicycle riding from yeah. the man leading the free world. And walking upstairs. Yeah, yeah walking you're supposed to never forget too.
5: how to ride a bike, but I that's guess <laughs> dementia's another story. No, uh, so, so look, that's like, brutal. Yeah, I think it's I'm fair to say the dude
2: fell down, but I want to point out his foot got stuck in a bike. Pedal. Yeah, we're also like
5: going to point out, out he surrendered so the American it. military to the Taliban. But it's not, I'm saying the point, that was worse. It's not like
2: he was riding his bike and then just went and fell over. No, no, he was standing, but that's also why people are joking
3: about because he was like standing still when he fell over. Yeah, he should have right. leaned on his yeah. left foot and pulled his right foot out, yeah. or right. had some
5: some sort of cognizance to not lean into it as he started well, to fall.
3: But he didn't have his card that said you "pull 80.
5: your left foot
2: out." No one told him to take his foot <laughs> out of the pedal. Yeah. I think you made he a good know.
5: point, Royce, that the Democratic Party is kind of turning on itself. Uh, and you see that in the Colbert interview. Like, they've just completely dismissed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. There's no even mention of those people. They're, they've agreed
2: they're useless. They're not going to run in 2024. Oh, they, uh, it's, it's hilarious. Yes. Go ahead. No, it's, it's, it's Biden. They're, they're, they're all sitting around a table and they're like, so who's running in 2024? And Biden goes, Oh, I'm going to run for reelection. And they go, yeah, yeah. So who's running yeah, in 2024? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there like he's not in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: So, I, I think these two were always the cutouts. I it, I, Biden and Kamala. Yeah. I think they were always transitory cutouts from the beginning.
2: Sacrificial yeah. candidates. Absolutely. So
4: they can, I mean, if you just look at their records, look yeah. at how easy it would wow. be to dislike them over the course of their administration. It's
2: almost like the Democratic Party is casting upon Joe Biden all of their sins. So they can sacrifice as a right. candidate That's and right. they can bring someone else in to fix the problem. Why,
4: why would that be far-fetched for people? Like, this is what troubles me. And we talked about this a little bit last time. Do we think that George Soros or Klaus Schwab or these international governing bodies and and these uh, eclectic metropolitan, metropolitan omnisexuals don't think four years and eight years ahead? Like, is that really tough for us to grasp? It is because most people live in this sort of radical materialist everyday lifestyle where they do eat these fatty foods and they do play on their video games and they do, you know, get the the immediate instant gratification from their social media likes or whatever. Uh, So it's hard for them to imagine a group of people who are effective and thinking that far ahead because they don't do it. But these people have proved that they are willing to do it and they're very effective at doing it. I, I think that Joe Biden was always a cutout from the very beginning. I think that's why they uh undermine Bernie in the in the in the uh democratic uh election when when Joe Biden ran,
5: I think when he resigned from the in 1988 when he was running against George Bush Sr. and resigned because he was found out to be a plagiarist, is the entire industry gave up on him and basically turned him into a cardboard cutout. Like they realize mm. he's nothing more than a cutout at this point. Yeah. Maybe we'll use him at some point. And he came out in 2008 to run against Obama. They put him up there as like the token old white businessman, and then
3: yeah, he was the establishment guy, right? Because yeah. Obama was too new and radical, yeah. at least in his rhetoric. At you know, least that's what people Joe, put. like AOC, yeah, um, just like AOC, yeah, yeah exactly. But Obama, right, he was like the fringe radical anti-establishment guy, and people were worried, and so he goes with the most pro-establishment cardboard cutout that he could find. I, I, right. I,
2: I, I do right. want to point out, I pulled up the Real Clear Politics average of polls, because that one poll was, was I think that was just Iowa, right? I don't
1: mm. So
2: in the Real Clear Politics average, after the ruling, Republicans went up about a half point. Democrats actually made a fairly decent gain in aggregate. They went from 41.3 to four. So so they went up one point. Republicans went up a half point. Republicans made a gain on this one. Democrats made a gain on this one. But so Democrats closed the gap a little bit. Republicans still have a 2.5 point advantage in the generic ballot, which is just apocalyptic. When when Democrats are leading by five points, they lose seats. So anything short of a five point advantage from Democrats, that's break even. Right now, it's it's just every day looking apocalyptic for it's Democrats. It's I tell. Things
5: have changed so much about who's a Democrat and who's a Republican now that it's the people that like care enough to virtue signal that they will fill out one of these polls. Hmm. They tend to be Democrats in the past, it's, but it's now. A,
2: but it's an aggregate poll, so so this is combining all the different polls. So that's what's interesting about this. I don't, I don't I don't take just a single poll where like Fox News has right. yeah. to <laughs> ask somebody. No, this is YouGov, Politico, NPR, PBS, Trafalgar, Rasmussen, USA Today, Fox News, and Quinnipiac. Is All of those different polls with different methodologies and they average it out. That's your best indicator. But
3: mm-hmm. did they include Real Patriot polls from info <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Realpatriot.infowarrior.website Dot website. <laughs> <That> website. <laughs> yeah. and it's like 97% say Donald Trump is the best. Three percent say Donald Trump is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got I got an email from Trump, and and I'm, I bet most of you have gotten this too. And it was like, please fill out this poll. How well do you think Donald Trump is doing? Really, like he, it said, he's doing fantastic. He's doing great. He's doing pretty good. He's doing all right. And I'm like, it's only positive. Yeah. <laughs> the only options were like he's doing good <laughs> in some way. You
4: gotta yeah. love it. Yeah, I know that's it.
2: Trump, man. Yeah, that's a Trump. Is. My my
4: fear right now in politics is that again and to, to reiterate the ability for people to look ahead, the establishment to look ahead that a lot of these Republicans are not really Republicans or they're not really conservatives I think that a lot of the Republicans I, I think it's it's understood that the political, the politics in America are going to go in ebbs and flows and that right now the Republicans are on the rise and they're going to do everything they can within the Republican establishment to put people forward who may even say that they're America first, but really aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm seeing that in my own primary, but I, I see it as I look even across some of the people that Joe, that Donald Trump endorsed like Oz, right? These yeah. people, yep. these people don't really fundamentally understand the ideas of America or the foundational values of America. Um, and, and if they come to power, even if it's a Republican held, uh, you know, house, Senate presidency, uh, America could still be on a losing track with Republicans in office because the, the Republicans have been in on it
3: oh yeah well we, we sort of joked about this a while ago when we were first going through this this polling data uh, which suggests that there will likely be Russian interference but when we were looking through this polling data I was just kind of joking about the fact that yeah no and the Republicans uh, might win in a landslide so they can not do anything so they could just right. keep not doing anything. Sit on their hands and just say, slow down there, <laughs> come on, you're going
2: too fast. <laughs> to be fair though, you know, I do rag on Mitch McConnell. He did basically yeah. get this Roe v. Wade thing. It's true, we were so talking about that with Will. Yeah. My, my issue though is, like, partly the reason, I was thinking about this, like, you know, I'm still ragging on Mitch. For Republicans, he actually, he actually got this for them. For me, that wasn't a big issue for me. The issue was, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more libertarian. I'm not conservative. So for me, Roe v. Wade, I'm, I'm rather dispassionate on. And mm-hmm. it goes back to the states. I'm kind of like, okay, that's federal government rescinding authority. That there's probably a lot of good things in that. My answer to Democrats on the left is they, sh- they should be filing lawsuits at the state level on the same grounds at the federal level and then win in the states. What I want to see is Republicans win on policy grounds that they just don't engage on. Yeah. They, don't, they, they haven't engaged at all on the social media censorship. They just spin around in circles. They're caving on gun rights. How about so a, for me? I just don't see anything. Auditing the Federal Reserve. I mean, I'm, I'll take it. Let the economy flounder like this. That's that's the ultimate failure of a politician so, right now is to
5: let the economy flounder. So you're,
4: you're saying that you think because the Roe v. Wade issue is, well, the Roe v. Wade issue was illegitimate in its inception. That's number mm-hmm. one. So for okay. Mitch McConnell to back this isn't necessarily as extreme as it, as it seems due to the public, you know, the, the public's view of well, it now, but constitutionally it's not really an extreme position as say him being more America first on trade or other policies.
2: They, Mitch McConnell played the, the judge game.
0: the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some
2: serious prizes ChumbaCasino.com. no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details and republicans played the judge game and ignored the cultural issues the cultural issues have a big impact on me so i'm biased for conservatives who are pro-life they 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 were ragging on Mitch McConnell and Republican leadership over the culture war issues, but then when they get this victory on Roe v. Wade, they're like, oh, okay, what they did worked for us. Mm-hmm. For me, Roe v. Wade wasn't one of my issues. So I'm like gun rights, free speech – you know, uh um, schools and all that stuff. What are you doing on these issues that I'm worried about? So I acknowledge that's my bias. Mitch McConnell was very effective in getting the Roe v. Wade decision for conservatives. That's a fact. Yeah. For well, me, the
3: recent gun decision, too, right?
2: The recent gun decision. Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah. It's a fair point. Yeah, it makes it through the courts. It doesn't go as far as uh, I'd like it to. But I'm like, OK, those are those are decent victories. I do think, and, and so credit where credit is due, as much as I'm still not a big fan of the Republicans, because policy-wise they do very little, the judges did get some victories, but if the Republicans aren't adequately engaged in the, in cultural issues, and if the Republican leadership won't go after Joe Biden, they won't go after the corruption, then, like, that's, that's, that's where I'm, you know, very concerned. Like, congratulations, you won in the courts, you know, pro-lifers got their thing, pro-gun people got, got their thing. What about Joe Biden being corrupt? What about the corruption yeah. from the establishment that went for Donald Trump? Why didn't the Republicans do more to, to, to stop what was happening in, in, in this system? I, I focus on that. They're and in on of it. That.
4: They're in on it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah They're yeah. in on it. That's why. Oh, I mean, yeah. you look at
2: Pennsylvania, the, the, the Republican establishment, you, you look at Robbie Starbuck. Mm-hmm. The Republican establishment does not like Trump, MAGA, and the populist uh, Republicans.
4: And they want, they're, they're okay with an, the, the two sides of the coin is that the left has traded the, and this is the, this is a problem for most American people, but you can see it very well in the political dichotomy. The left has traded their freedom for materialism, and the right, or the Republicans, have traded their freedom for security. Both versions are an expansion of government. Mm-hmm. Most people have become okay with the idea that their American citizenship depends on the expansion of government. And Mitch McConnell is all for the expansion of government.
2: This is the funny thing when when AOC and Pelosi say that the Supreme Court's extremist or illegitimate. And I see these memes where they're like, the Supreme Court has stripped the rights away. And I'm like, actually, they didn't. The Supreme Court said the federal government doesn't have this authority. It's actually (laughs) anti-fascism. Like if you claim you're Antifa and you don't like authoritarianism and all that stuff – the federal government being like, we hereby rescind this power should be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But oh no, that meant states now have, have control over these situations and they don't like what actual decentralization means. Sure. What, so when, when these anti-food and left people and leftists come out and they're saying things like, we shouldn't have these authoritarian systems, they're actually saying we should. Because if you were to get rid of the federal government and decentralize everything, then all of a sudden smaller jurisdictions take, take authority in how they want to run things. Right. And all of a sudden, you'll find when you get rid of the centralized authority, you're going to see white-only towns. You're going to see anti-LGBTQ towns. Right. You're going to see no more Roe v. Wade in red states. What they really are saying is they want the federal government to enforce their ideology their on own, everyone. Their own politics. That's right.
3: right. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Well, and when you look at the uh, the Democratic Party platform, and what they're pushing for with respect to abortion, I don't think it's unfair to say that the actual party platform more or less suggests that for any child, any unborn child in any part of the country to have any kind of legal protection is a travesty. For there to be any unborn child anywhere in the country that can't be killed is a miscarriage of justice from their perspective. It's evil. It's just evil. This is it's, it's, yeah. it's just – I'm sorry, man. It's just so
2: weird. And it's it's rooted I, – I can only say it's rooted in ignorance. People in blue states are unaffected by the Roe v. Wade decision. In fact, the decision likely will cause Democratic politicians to expand abortion access in blue states. So that what they're basically saying is people in places where I don't live should be allowed to get access to a procedure most of those people don't
3: want. Exactly. Because again, for whatever reason, any innocent, faultless, unborn child having any legal protection is abhorrent to them. They can't stand it. They can't tolerate it.
2: So it's here, here's the problem with the Republicans. We, we talked about Mitch McConnell. He got some some major policy victories, uh, um, and the Republican leadership did. And I'll tell you, uh, the, one of the issues is oh, – I have totally lost my train of thought. What were we just talking about? Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I lost what I was going to say. I forgot. Um, Ooh, what I was, that's
4: because right I keep thinking yeah, well, about it. Think, no, I was going to say that this, this Roe v. Wade one is not even a judgment call in my book. Agreed. It, the morality of it is very clear.
2: Okay, I remember what I was gonna say. Go. I got it back, I got go, it back. I'm, a remember I'm, mine. Reading, I'm like reading these polls I'm talking. Okay, I forgot again, go ahead. Oh no! I'm kidding, go, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We were talking about the uh, success of the Republicans. Yeah. Republicans are, are running on moderate policy. Mitch McConnell may have got a victory, but I think this should, I, I should make this statement. The fact that you, Seamus, think it was a victory mm-hmm. that half the country is allowed to
3: murder babies shows the problem. I of, don't think that that's a vic. I think it's a, st- I do think it's a victory and a step in the right direction, but it, it is absolutely not going far enough. It's but, not right, murder. Right, here's though, what I mean. It's not murder. It is, yeah. No, okay, hold on. is a it's not. This is not my point. Man. My
2: point is, if conservatives do believe that, regardless of your opinion, Ian, they've accepted that half the country will be mm-hmm. allowed to do it, and mm-hmm. they're like, yay, we won this one. Mm-hmm. Instead, a real victory would have been mm-hmm. the Supreme Court coming out and being like, all human life has constitutional protections whether they're in the womb or out therefore taking the life is a violation of, oh, of the agree. Constitution that, that would have goodness. been a much better victory
3: if, agreed if
2: a, if, a, if a human has a, so a saying, right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness yeah. what, then, the, then the, the actual conservative position would be for the Supreme Court to come out and say that's right a, a yep. human unborn baby is still a human and it would be a violation of the law and the constitution to end its life or to grant the right to do so. Ergo, the Supreme Court would have said nationwide, it actually, this actually makes more sense. The constitution granting protection to women to get abortions makes less sense. Then the Constitution granting rights to a human being not to be killed. <laughs> yeah. However, the conservative court didn't even rule that. They mm-hmm. said, leave us out of it. And the left is saying, the Republicans are extremists. No, the left are the extremists. The Republicans are, are happy to accept a moderate victory, meaning mm-hmm. we'll take what we can get in our red states and you do your thing. Whereas the left says, we want total domination nationwide. That, and that's, I,
4: that's, that's what I was saying to begin with, that Roe v. Wade in its inception was illegitimate. And that it, they're making it seem like it being overturned as a far right, a far position. right policy position when really it's the lukewarm moderate position. Agreed. And so therefore Mitch McConnell actually shouldn't get the same credit that, that, that he may get in, 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 in our view. But the, the, uh, the, the point that I think needs to be driven home about abortion is that when a society loses the sanctity of life, you can't have a precept of human rights and civil rights legitimately.
1: Totally here's, agree. Here's, 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 I, I, just know, w- I know. Our want whole society is based on, on, on slaughter
5: you- of the native population. They're all humans. They were all humans, but they didn't act like True. they were.
4: True. No, and that, and that was a, that was, um, Protestant Christians taking the Lord's name in vain. It's not an indictment of God and it's not an indictment of America. It's an indictment of those few men who chose to use the Lord's name in that way at that time. But it still doesn't change the universal truth about life. Whether it be native, whether it be American, unborn today, or whether it be blacks during slavery, it, the the precept of human rights and civil rights has to be dependent on a sanctity of life. If you don't have the sanctity of life, it doesn't only allow you to justify killing a human fetus, which is is an info war of biblical proportions, but it also allows you to kill faceless people by double tap drone strikes yep. in Afghanistan.
3: Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So I wanna I wanna. Jump on that, but first I want to respond to what Tim said because I think you make a great point. I got I'm to respond to it. Yeah, I'm going to respond. Well, hold on. So, so <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's entirely fair. I agree with your assessment completely. That the conservative pro life position is and should be that abortion must be illegal nationwide. I still think it's it's perfectly reasonable to say thank goodness that it can be restricted in some places now. We haven't gone all the way with it. This is not the end goal. I, I understand that. Yeah, and my, uh, my point is just. Republicans
2: consistently fight for the moderate exactly. form of yeah. uh, the, the compromise.
3: Yeah, I, and I would agree with that. I, I think that leaving it up to the states is ultimately the moderate position, and I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense.
2: I have a question for you and yes. for conservatives. When do you think, When at, at what point
3: does a person gain constitutional rights? Uh, I would say the moment of fertilization. Yeah, you're a human being at that point. What do you think?
5: Yeah, I would say the moment conception. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ian? Uh, when they get a birth certificate, why? Because that's American citizens have American human rights. If you're slaves not a, didn't have birth certificates, <clears throat> yeah, they didn't have those same human rights they
2: they were granted it under the 14th
5: amendment. Well, eventually they got them through amendment. After an, the 14th amendment. amendment, like
2: there's no amendment that says that an unborn
5: fetus has human rights. But that but
2: I, I don't know if that's relevant. So you're asking me what I think morally it should be, not
5: Yeah, legally. he's
3: asking for your like uh pre Well, no, 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 that's fine. Okay. That's fine. I, okay. I I
2: accept your answer. Yeah. When they get a birth certificate, yeah. when they're my, born, basically. So my question is just like why when they're born? You know, like why is that the case? Uh-huh. Because um yeah, why when they're when born? they're con- that's when they start contributing to society. Oh, yeah, I,
5: I i don't yeah. think so i think yeah
4: that's a right the, the, the problem the problem with with it with that viewpoint is it's a radical materialist mentality and what what you're basically saying is that your only value as a human being is your contribution to society and and that is a that is a predicate for the fourth industrial revolution whether people want to Considered or not, this whole abortion argument is really a predicate for the fourth industrial revolution to be able to other human beings based on their level of productivity and justify killing them by food, whether it be big pharma, maybe a pandemic, uh, whatever the nuclear war, uh, health, freedom, climate, whatever it is, the ability to judge and rule somebody based on what they contribute to society solely. As the the anchor of their human rights or the fundamental claim of human rights is is just about as anti-human as you can get. I
5: don't know because what if they start tapping people's brains with neural net, reading minds, doing pre-thought crime, and they do it to babies in the womb, and they're like that baby had an illegal thought when it was two months old. It's gonna be it's now arrested. There, like there'll, Dude.
4: Be, there'll be no neural net if I'm in Congress. That's a well, heresy. So, That's a heresy to begin with. So let
2: me I, 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 pull up nice. this story. We have from TimCast.com. Anna Navarro doubles down on comments about aborting special needs babies. She went on to say that she has a she – she says, quote, I have a brother who's 57 and has the mental and motor skills of a one-year-old, and I know what that means financially, emotionally, physically for a family. I have a step-granddaughter who was born with Down syndrome, and you know what? It's very difficult in Florida to get services. It is not as easy as it sounds on paper, and I've got another. I've got a step-grandson who is very autistic. This was her example for why there needs to be abortion. What? Effectively saying that all of these people should be dead.
4: All people have disabilities.
2: That's a psychotic thing to say. Yeah. So, So, Ian – just a moment ago, you mentioned that, you know, when a person is born is when they gain constitutional rights. My question is, does the 57-year-old man with the motor skills of a one-year-old have constitutional rights? Yeah. You think he does? Yeah. What about a baby born with no brain? Yeah. I does have constitutional so. it constitutional rights? still has rights. a name and a birth certificate. But a baby uh, uh, with a full-functioning brain that functions more so than a born baby that has no brain, the unborn... Be, be, like, so... Let's say that let's says two women, and they and they're both sitting there, both equally as pregnant as each other, and one baby is born, and the other was not. But they're they they were fertilized at the exact same time. The one still in the womb has a fully functioning brain, and the one outside of the womb has no brain, just a just a cerebellum, so it's basic motor functions. You think the one without a brain does have constitutional rights, and the one in the womb does not? Yes. So then, killing the one in the womb is fine. It's it's more ethical than killing the living human. Yeah. I accept your answer, but I don't understand it.
4: No, I do. It, it, and, and, I'm, and I don't say this to be disparaging at all because you're my boy. I like you. Um, <laughs> Here it comes. No, I do. I I, want, I like you. Um, but this is that whole Sapiens, uh, Noah, Yuval, Harari school of thought mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is that um, reality can only be measured by suffering, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the ultimate form of measurement of, of reality. Yeah. And so the the suffering argument is whatever we can do to eliminate suffering, to have to confront suffering, to have to confront anxiety and despair, whatever we can do to eliminate having to go through that process that is painful, we'll do that. And then we can justify doing it to kids because most likely if they're born into some patriarchal white supremacy society, then they'll suffer. And my, my point is that. Who do we think actually ends up dead in those scenarios? From these white yuppie, snowflake, milk toast, uniparty, globalist, establishment politicians, black people, brown people? The numbers suggest that.
2: I I have I have a thought experiment for you, Ian. So, all right, let's let's say right here, you've got two women. They both conceived. They both had a baby conceived in them at the exact same moments. One baby has no brain and is born and the other baby has a brain totally functioning completely average unborn and you said that you think the one that was born but doesn't have a brain has more constitutional rights or does have constitutional rights and the one unborn doesn't
5: right yeah I think I don't know what the law is about like a brain dead person being born no, no, if no, no, the just, parent has the right to kill it I'm
2: you believe that the that baby that was born even with no brain has constitutional rights and the unborn has if, no like rights. it's like one's
5: born prematurely with no brain it, no
2: they're both they're both nine months gestation but one was born and the other wasn't born yet mm-hmm. Because there's there's variation, so you're yeah, saying you give
5: the rights to the born. Person. Okay,
2: so thought experiment: a mad scientist comes in the room and goes ha ha, and he fires a growth ray at the other woman. <laughs> now she's seventy feet tall, but the baby stayed the same size. Her womb is now a giant open room, and they bring in a TV and a table, and the baby's still there. And then someone raises the baby, but it's still in the womb, the baby learns to read and write. Does it still, does it have constitutional rights yet? No, not by modern day law, but by, by your by your opinion. Should it?
5: With growth rays? Um, no, we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to rewrite I'm the might, law. If we're re- My You're point right. is, I'm
2: trying to understand why you don't think that baby has any rights. If the womb became as big as a skyscraper due to a mad sign, as an alien blast, them she's like, ah, and she turns into a building." And the baby is still technically in the womb, but it's massive now, and people walk inside and they're teaching it math and reading, and it's and it's aging and eating food. You it has no rights? Still in
5: the womb. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is interesting but the womb is because bigger. if you can neural net a baby and, and track its thoughts in the womb, we're going to have a, it's a it'll be a revolution of what a baby is. Is it a human? Is it alive? Does it have I, rights? Yeah, it will at that point because we're able to communicate with it. But if you can't communicate with it, it doesn't have, for all intents and purposes, oh, rights yet. I don't know, man. Sometimes we
3: anymore. have difficulty communicating, but I think we're both people. The point yeah, I'm trying yeah, to make, just yeah. is
2: I do not understand the logic behind why a baby at nine months. With with a with a thin layer of flesh between its face and a per and, and everyone else does not have any rights because it's attached to the mom. But the baby that was born is still attached to the mom too.
5: Well, yeah, I guess, but it's
2: about to be removed. No, it's I didn't like say it was. they have decided okay, once it's born, it's not cutting the cord. No, they don't cut the cord. It
5: stays. Has no either. rights. Well, eventually you got to cut the cord.
2: Sure, sure, sure. But for, in that moment, it has no rights? Yeah, I don't
5: know what the process Could is.
2: Could you abort a baby that was born as
5: long as you don't cut the umbilical cord? God, in some places, but I don't think that would be legal. No. I just
2: don't understand why a baby at nine months with a fully functioning brain that can understand music, that can kick and moves around, and is literally no different physically than a baby at the exact same time of gestation, but is outside the womb. They're identical in every way. I don't understand where l- the separation l- of rights l- happens. Let's let's
4: Let's forget the rights for a second, because I don't like the rights argument. Because the left doesn't believe in the Constitution. Good point. First of all, they believe the Constitution is always in flux. And our Constitution is amendable in some ways. But they believe in a completely relativistic view of the Constitution and even claim that the Constitution itself is illegitimate in its inception due to slavery, the natives and white supremacy. So I don't like the rights discussion. Let's just make it more basic. Who are the most vulnerable people in the world?
5: Children, young children, unborn children, babies.
4: What what scenario in a movie makes us the most angry?
2: When a dog gets hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs>
4: for the liberal, for the liberal yuppie vegan coeds, for right. sure. Uh, but 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 for me, when I'm watching a movie, the characters that we disp- that that we despise the most traditionally. Are characters that kill a woman who has who is pregnant or has her children with her, um, you know, in in some gruesome fashion. And there's a reason for that. And people don't want to give it its proper credit. But Abrahamic faith changed the trajectory from of our society away from a barbaric child sacrificing culture. That's the story of Abraham. He goes up into the mountain, yeah. and b- before yeah. Abraham, child sacrifice was a common practice in barbaric pagan well, societies.
2: But how else are you going to get the the grain to grow? That's right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but but that's, mean, that's exactly what they're the doing. Bulk. They're
3: sacrificing babies for economic growth. That's their whole argument. Oh, There's it's not like enough the resources harvest. for them.
2: The harvest. What was that? What was that? A, was a book? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. they would like the springtime, and then they would like sacrifice the young woman or whatever.
4: But my point is that the the this this whole abortion thing it's not about rights and it's not about Republicans and Democrats. This is an informational war waged on women. Yeah, this is a, this is a spiritual war waged on women and to attack men and the significance of legacy and lineage and, 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 and and procreation, which is one of the most miraculous gifts that, that any species has human or not. But ours is certainly special given how special humans have proven themselves to be scientifically speaking, even take away the faith and the divinity. But this is not about, uh, any of the politics really. This is an attack on women to try and convince women that their sole political power is anchored on their ability to kill their children. And, and there is nothing more anti-human, anti-American and satanic than to tell women all of your political standing should be dependent on this one right to kill the most important thing in function you can do as a woman. And their argument is that the primary function of being a woman shouldn't be bearing a child that, you know, uh, abort, if if there there can be no women's rights without abortion rights. And it's, 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 it's strange to me that people don't see how anti-human that really is, is having a child is one of the most, amazing things that ever happened to me i have four but most women say that about childbearing and and for us to have reverse psychology convinced an entire generation of women that their rights their their political power is anchored on the right to kill an unborn child is 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 completely absurd
2: it's a bit unfair you know, the real issue is that everyone knows humans die if they don't have sex, like yeah. eating. Yeah. So the women have no choice. They have no choice but to have sex without protection and then get pregnant. Is that <laughs> it? Yeah. 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 Well, right. They talk about So, like, they, so if they're going to succeed in the workplace, they need to be able to terminate their pregnancies. That's well, right. Or it's, they can, you know, in all seriousness, just use a condom, an IUD, birth control. Or, or what about – Or abstain. Well, many choices. Why
4: is the application of science so relative? Right, and cause you never hear in these arguments about abortion or, you know, sex or, you know, family planning. Don't we have reasonable methods to, to measure ovulation?
1: We do, yep, we do. I mean, not
4: down to a science, and there are, there are exceptions, but, but the ovulation the scheduling guess. is, is pretty, is pretty thorough. <laughs> Uh, and And pretty sure fire in, in most cases, and that's never even mentioned that we should use science in that way. They go immediately to let's kill unborn children. <laughs> mm-hmm. not let's use the advancement of science to to regulate uh, or or track ovulation
2: i've got a I've got a potential hypothesis here. Why is it that the left that is more likely to abort their kids, less likely to even get pregnant, more likely to get vasectomies, more likely to get their tubes tied, why are they so adamant about their being Uh, abortion access in red states why are they so adamant about teaching lgbtq issues to children i think these people recognize a very important thing they don't have kids they need republicans to abort their babies otherwise in 20 years the future is conservative if the left is more likely to be lgqt lgbtqia2 plus bb or whatever it is those people are, are less likely to have children If they are already more likely to get abortions, if they do get pregnant, or more likely to use prophylactics and get vasectomies, they're going to have substantially less kids. Over time, conservatives having kids means this country will be conservative. Mm -hmm. That's why they need to advocate for red states to allow abortion so they can try and stop Republicans from having kids, and they can advocate for young conservative women to don't ruin your life. You've got your whole future out. If you have a child later, get the abortion now.
4: That was an info war that the Catholic Church is somewhat responsible for, too. Hmm. Christianity, this whole child out of wedlock thing, I don't like it. And what I'm, do you mean? I'm a Christian. I'm a Catholic. I think that the entire cultural motif of shunning hmm. or or bastardizing child children that were born out of wedlock was hmm. a predicate for abortion.
3: Well, so I definitely think that we should not be shaming pregnancy we should be shaming adultery like For the sure. adultery was the part that was wrong the getting pregnant part it's not but, wrong but, right? but
4: but culturally no i hear you i hear uh, humans made you that's know that's how
3: you knew if someone was yes adultery, they, right? they
4: looked at the the child born out of wedlock as another exactly they, they didn't they didn't separate the sin of the parents from the the yeah. divinity of the childbirth very sad and that, that, uh, that was a, that, that, that's how you have an av- avalanche of cultural decay and misinformation that ends up being, well, you know, and uh, even conservatives, Christians, Catholics, you know, well, you had that child out of wedlock anyway, go ahead and abort the kid.
5: That's very soft. Yeah. That's very I, sad.
2: I think the, in the next 30 years, this country is going to be Christian conservative. So, um, it's an example I've given before, but for the context, I'll say it again. In the early 2000s a survey was done and found that liberals were having I think 1.54 kids or something like that on average and conservatives were having 2.01. That meant that conservatives were at replacement levels and liberals weren't. 20 years later, we get this poll that shows or about 20 years later, 18 years, that uh Gen Z is slightly more conservative than millennials, but only slightly, they're very very similar. And a lot of people assumed that meant that Gen Z was based, that they were waking up, that the culture war message was getting to them, but that's not reality. The reality is conservatives just had more kids, ergo, more conservative Gen Z. Mm -hmm. That's it, simple math. So what we see from the left is an attempt to indoctrinate kids because leftists don't have children, they have yours. Now we're seeing them attempt to get red states to enact an abortion, abortion rights, because they want Republicans to abort their kids. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, what you get right now today, the left is substantially more likely to not have kids like the i was looking at a graph and it's like the it's plummeted but conservatives are actually fairly stable though it has gone down just give it 18 more years 18 years from today it's going to be 2040 we're all going to still be we're going to be uh, middle aged And we're going to be seeing a substantially more conservative country. Yeah, but I don't
5: think it's going to be Christian conservative.
2: Yeah, it will. I I doubt it, dude. Ancient religions are on their way out.
3: Hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, bud. That's
5: right. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but since nonsense also fades away, it doesn't have to be. It's been here for two
3: thousand years. I know. It's time for something new, man. Well, nonsense 43. fades away. Nonsense fades away. It's been two thousand years. What's going on? Ian, it got rewritten like five fade?
5: times and adopted by when the King When, by which who, which and what did when, when,
3: by who, and what did they change? The Cathars. The Lollards. You're not. King King Henry. Okay, we're not.
5: the Byzantines. Dude, Ian is proving Shamus's
2: point. No, I. He's just literally proven him correct. About what statement he didn't even that say that he says it persists and nonsense fades away. Yeah, but it also and became the said, Orthodox Church. Uh-huh? It's uh-huh. obvious that
5: the Romans are are the patriarchy. Like the Roman Catholic Church was Ian. created to suppress and control people. And like right. you were you're saying proving about marriage, marriage. they it Seamus's demonizes choice. children born out of wedlock. You're, you've no, proved okay. Seamus's point. There, he wasn't making a point. He was, we were just having a conversation.
2: What he no. made a point. we well, well, just I, that I, a, I, I said because Christians are having children more than the left, the future will be Christian conservative. Yeah, but that's what one
5: plus one equals two argument. Minute. That's not how humans work. Well, it's not, Seamus, not math
2: said the hand that cradles rocks the world, and you, you, you disagreed and said it's fading away. Then you went on to say that despite all of the things that happened throughout history, the religion persisted and evolved and was changed and all of that, whether it's true or not. You're arguing that instead of fading out and dying, it was reinvigorated and re-embraced and expanded to the point where it's bigger than it's ever been throughout history.
4: Because there was universal truth beneath the sins. There was a truth that, that persisted throughout the ages beneath the sins. And in the same way, the sins of the Roman Empire are not an indictment of God. The sins of our founding fathers are not an indictment of America. Mm. Uh, there There is a difference between ideas and the application of those ideas. And then this is something that even conservatives have had trouble trying to articulate to people who don't necessarily believe in God Many people who don't believe in God don't necessarily believe in a traditional view of America or American citizenship. And it is a great info war. Um, slavery is not an indictment of America's foundational values. In fact, the Constitution was used to justify freeing the slaves. So it actually vindicates that our Constitution and our American founding values were were brilliant and and were inclusive in, in some ways and were humane. But the application of them in the early stages was certainly not. But but those things aren't an indictment of the ideas uh, themselves, and and the and, and certainly not a, an indictment of, of God.
5: Well, I, I know a lot of people that call themselves Christian that yeah. go to church and then they get wasted. True. And like you fucking your body's a temple, really. Like is that that's what? the point? Of, that's, you you want to say that your body? Completely true. And that they'll just go like again. Christians well, no, don't, they're they're, they're, don't, understand don't understand need to point. worship Christ. You don't need to worship Jesus to be a
2: Christian.
3: Does it like, say not to drink like beer do? in the Bible? No, so yeah, you, you cannot drink to the point of excess. You can't drunk get drunk, which is to say, yeah, which is to say, you can't drink to the point where you are no longer able to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Right, and how yeah, insane,
5: yeah. like, come on. That's like the biggest hypocrite, criticism of, of, like, modern culture. People call themselves Christian, then they destroy themselves, like, come on.
3: Well, all, yeah, I mean, look, there have been hypocrites in the Christian faith throughout all of history. Judas is one of the, the first bishops, right? And he betrayed Christ. Mm.
5: I don't know. That's all ancient text stuff, man. I don't know if it's real or not.
2: 230 to 250 million Americans are Christian. And so I think one important point is that while the percentage may be lower than it was before, mm. of pe- there are still substantially more Christians but I, I, in the look,
4: country. I'm a Christian, and I, I've taught God as much as anybody who comes on here, probably uh, somewhat. But um, I agree with you, Ian.
2: My my point's not even not, got, not even to bring up religion in the first place. My point <laughs> was that... As as Jameis said, the hand that uh, people who identify
4: as Christian conservatives are going to be the majority identify. But I agree with you when you say that a lot of people who say they're Christian don't necessarily follow the laws of the faith. Uh So yeah, there just like there's a referendum on what it means to be American if we even want to have a country, mm-hmm. and that is the referendum right now. Do we want to have a country? There's a referendum on Christianity and what it means to be Christian, what it means to be Catholic. They're having that argument in the Vatican right now. There is going to be an ongoing argument about what it means to be or identify with these institutions and these cultural beliefs. Uh, again, that's not an indictment of the beliefs themselves. It, it's, it's, it's an indictment of man's application of belief. I think that the, the ideals of Christianity are
5: impossible to embody. I,
2: I, 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 i I'm, the, the 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 argument about religion itself is, is is not relevant to the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make is that Christians are having children, whether they truly believe in the Bible is totally immaterial. What matters is the left ideology will die because they don't have kids. Therefore, they argue for red states where there are more Christians to have abortion access because that will result in more Christians having abortions, whether or not they believe in. There's going to be there's going to be some young Christian girl who's like, I don't have a baby. I don't have I'm going to go do it. If it's illegal, she's going to go to her parents, and say, what do I do? And they're going to say, we're going to support you. You're going to have the baby. This is the I think a a, a big reason whether co- 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 uh, they're conscious of it or not, there are probably people on the left who realize since the 2000s we have slowly been eroding yep. the the leftist movement has been eroded. They're tr- they they. I mean, if you look at a lot of the left movements, it's always been about eradicating religion, but they're losing yeah. because they don't have kids. So this is why the school choice fight is so important for the Democrats. They can't allow people to take their kids out of schools and choose where they want to go. This is why they're freaking out over the Supreme Court decision in Maine that allows people to get public funding and choose whatever school they want, religious or otherwise. This is why they're freaking out about a coach who prayed for himself and students decided they wanted to pray with him. They said, no, he's leading them in prayer. No, he was praying. They also decided to pray. People are allowed to speak. You can't stop them or fire them from doing it. They're losing. They're not having kids. And with the internet, Christians, Christian conservatives, or even hypocritical Christian conservatives, if they call themselves that, still are expanding, growing, and defending their values, defending their kids. This is also why they're so freaked out about the don't say gay lie. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, we need to indoctrinate their kids because we don't have any. And this is why they're screaming, "Don't say pray."
4: Universal laws, and and the real scary part is, in my opinion, it's a stopgap. Because if the LGBTQism indoctrination doesn't work, they're going to be the ones who abandon the idea of democracy the fastest. Believe that the push for artificial intelligence and this whole automation-driven transhumanism idea is the um, is the uh, plan B, you could say. Uh, no, no pun intended. It's the plan B for if the indoctrination doesn't work. And in the automation AI world, there will be no more democracy. And that's what they plan on doing. And that's what you see, um, many, many factions of our government doing right now and going after conservatives like Steve Bannon. It's just, we're going to create a banana republic where the ideas of justice, democracy, freedom are completely relative and we'll, we'll make them up as we go
5: yeah it feels like um we are headed towards a more conservative future if we do this right, like things have gotten way too wacky and like w- ready for change you know, at a drop of a hat like we need to conserve our values. but the only the reason I brought up that I don't think it'll be a Christian conservative is because I think people are bastardizing the word Christian, calling themselves Christian on paper, going sitting in a church, repeating words, but they don't live like it I think you're well, biased. But you have
2: to, I I think, well, I think you're biased I think, I think you have a negative view from media depictions of what a, of what a Christian is. Maybe you might be right about that. Because, like, of the Christians we've had here, has any one of them have been in any way as you've described it? Oh, well, everyone's like, no one's perfect. Yeah, but, drinks. You know, I
5: mean, yeah, but like, I don't
3: well, get being, sure, being sure, being sure, sure. Being Christian, being Christian isn't perfect, and drinking is not a we, sin we, as long as you're not drinking to excess or getting drunk. Seamus, you tell me it if I'm that, wrong, but yeah.
4: my my concept of being Christian fundamentally is: do you believe in sin or don't you? Hmm. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the anchors. And so when you say that there are Christians who people who identify as Christian who are hypocrites, the, the distinction there is that they believe in sin and they may be sinning, but they do believe that it is a sin and that there's a, a metaphysical accounting that they can then be redeemed from by by having faith or by asking for repentance. And people who don't believe they don't believe in a metaphysical accounting and, and it's kind of uh, most of them believe in karma. Uh, Which is the same thing essentially, but they, you know, but some people don't believe in uh, universal accounting at all, and that's dangerous.
2: I think they're they're obviously fake Christians. There are people who claim to support a lot of ideas they don't support. There's a lot of people who are like who are woke who say they hate racism, but then they're super racist. There are a lot of people who claim to be Christian, and you see these videos of them, you know, screaming and and spitting on people. I also think that there is a media depiction of a Christian that is just outright not true. Of all of the religious people we've had come here, not a single one of them was as you described. Oh, I
5: mean, we sit with people for an hour and a half.
2: I don't know those people. Yeah, Sure, they,
5: what do they think about when they're alone in their room at night? Like, I don't
2: know. But... I- They've not screamed at you. They've not uh, – you, you've not witnessed any of them be as you've described a Christian.
5: Christianity is held – it's a really weird thing. You're supposed to be like this benevolent, angelic thing that has That's no sin. True. You've washed That's away. That's not th- what we believe. Or
2: you're just guilty about no, – No, no, no. And this is betraying exactly Betraying the Catholic Church and it's like, like what the f- You sit in front of Seamus all the time and you say things like, this is what it's supposed to be, but you've never bothered to actually sit down with Seamus and ask him what he believes. Well, I mean, so my, my, Seamus
5: my, believes that when he drinks wine and eats bread, it's literally the body of Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah. I, I, well, I'm not dr- eating wine and drinking bread in that instance. But yeah, no, I do believe in transubstantiation. I, I believe in the, the Holy Eucharist. I do. Like that. So, the, so say that. If, but you know, one that's, thing that's, believe, not, that's not relevant to the point I'm making. The it point means I'm making that it's
2: is not re- you cannot.
5: A piece of bread is not literally a human being.
2: The point I'm making is that Seamus does believe that and he is not lying about what he believes and you consistently depict Christians as like rabid. Well, you're saying yeah. if, if a dad just, tells his kid, a kid, hey, here. kid,
5: this bread is literally a human body. That's the kid's going to be that's like, I don't about. believe that, that's, dad. That's not what we're talking about. Well, you're, you're saying bad. kids are Christian. Parents are going to have Christian kids. That's not how it works. When you lie to your kid and tell him something is what it's not, the kid sees through it.
3: That's not true. So, Ian, there, there's a couple kids
2: things take, here. Kids are impression uh, uh, impressed upon by their parents and adopt their parents' values. And,
3: and there's just a, there's a few things I want to mention because there's something I really want to touch on here. To be Christian, there, there's two tiers here, right? You're sort of discussing hypocrisy, and hypocrisy is a real phenomenon. But there's a difference between being someone who makes a mistake and sins, which everyone does, and Christians acknowledge that, and we call ourselves sinner. And, and, and someone who says, I actually don't believe this is a sin. I'm going to do it anyway while calling myself Christians. Now, you insinuated earlier that I'm a hypocrite because I drink, even though nothing in my faith prohibits drinking, as long as you're not getting drunk. Because you don't know anything about my religion. You don't know what I believe because you haven't taken the time to ask me, but you were willing to make an accusation about, me in front of literally tens of thousands of people. I was told by a Catholic that I'm going to hell because I don't believe Jesus is the Son it of does God. That justify, but does that Do justify that? any of what I just said? Well, I mean, I'm asking you're, you're about you're changing your, your my you about your faith. You just is told me you I made, don't know anything about you, your faith. You, you I'm, made I'm an acu- but my point is you made an accusation towards me which insinuates some kind I don't know what you're drinking. Like.
5: C- I've seen you get somewhat drunk. It's not that big of a deal. Well, but
3: yeah, I think you drink to the point where you're feeling a little bit like, hap, you're bubbly, but you cannot drink to the point where you're making bad decisions. Dude, I don't even care. And so, but the point is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I care about people that are hypocrites. You brought it up, but you brought it up exactly to insinuate that I'm a hypocrite, but you never stopped to ask me about any of this or what the faith teaches. And so I think that's really unfair because we've known each other for a long time, and especially if there is something you think I'm hypocritical on, then you have a conversation with a person instead of waiting until you're on air to try to make an accusation towards them in front of everyone. Fair enough. But I think what matters most is... You've known Christians who have said and done things to you that have hurt you, and I, yeah, I think that stinks because look, Christians are are human beings, and we also make mistakes. I've seen Christians but insult also, people for like, sure, what? for sure. But, but my point is, we don't become Christian because we believe other Christians are perfect. We become Christian because we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe that, but that- He's perfect. That doesn't enough. require, but it doesn't require believing that other people are perfect. That doesn't require being a perfect person. But the whole like
5: believing that Jesus is not what makes you anointed. It doesn't
2: give you the power of annotation. Like so, so, you need I, to I, be I got, that. I, I gotta stop you because this conversation is not going anywhere. The point I made was Ian, you, you've you asserted something about Christians that has not appeared before you out of the entire time we've done the show and had numerous Christians come on talking about their faith. My question is, how could you believe in a a, a general negative depiction of all Christians or, or, or a large sum of them or a majority of them or a plurality when you've not encountered any of those stereotypes in any of the Christians that we've had come here and not just the people who've been on the show, but even people who work here? That's what I don't understand. I've seen
5: like Christians behave cruelly. Sure, Cru- sure. Cruelty. People, Christians that are lustful. I've seen Christians that are... Get angry, which is wrath, which is a sin. Um, I, I, it's not so a but wait, in yeah. what context can I ask?
3: In what context is getting angry a sin? Wrath. What wrath? wrath yeah. So wrath does not exclude. Wrath does not um, condemn righteous indignation. There are things we should be angry about. So you True. basically are saying that being angry at all is sinful and makes a Christian a hypocrite. But again, you don't know what Christians believe about anger or wrath. The the, the, the point is, is is just this.
2: You've you've made several points on several different shows about Christians generally being this hypocritical or negative thing, even though, at the very least, you could argue there are you know you've actually met more Christians who are nice and do adhere to their faith than who don't. But you still maintain the negative over the positive. I usually have
5: good interactions with people in general because that's what I give people when I interact. I I, with
2: them. I just feel like if two hundred fifty million people in this country identify as Christians. I don't think most of those people are hypocritical. I don't think I don't most really of, care how you I think a lot of people identify like hy-
5: hypocr- It doesn't make you a good them. person. Like you can say on That's paper, do with I'm, "I'm a Christian." About. It doesn't make you a Christian. That it doesn't do make you a good person.
3: About. Yeah, well, yeah. I, 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 I not actually, everyone who calls Lord Lord will be saved. But, right? but Seamus,
4: you would you would agree with this? And and I think there are many Catholic theologians and and devout Christians who are much much more in alignment when they with their faith and in, in their everyday life than I surely am. That would tell you uh ian that the decay of america or the decay of society is the failure of the church yeah and the the hypocrisy of the church and that that them not being the the moral shepherd that they were supposed to be in in a variety of ways is partially or mostly to blame for how wayward society has has gotten um so no nobody who is again what i think what tim is trying to say is that Nobody who's really Christian who has a well-formulated worldview on Christianity is trying to abnegate the culpability of Christians in the, the, the wayward ways of the world at all. I think most Christians, in fact, who are real Christians and not just virtue signaling like the left does, will tell you, no, Christians are actually to blame for, for how things have gotten.
2: I'll, I'll put it this yeah. way. I, kind of what I'm saying is I grew up Catholic. I went to church. What I saw... Of Christians depicted on, TV, depicted on TV didn't make sense to me because I did not know anybody at my church who acted that way right. as the as the media would would portray them. Yeah. Ian, you've also not been to church, have you? A few times, yeah. Like you've actually in the when practice, I was younger,
5: I went uh, I went to a, an outdoor Catholic church once. I went to a Methodist church once. I went to a youth group for
2: often every Sunday. I would go like for three and hours. The people there were generally they like were just mean kids, and they would play basketball. And so so I think that's the example of it. Uh, I see how the left depicts Christians. I see how Jordan Klepper and Comedy Central goes to events and po- finds people to caricaturize and mock and portray negatively. And then I think about the people I met growing up. Then I think about how I had this moment in my life where our church actually kind of slighted my family and my family stepped away from them, made me a bit angry. And, and it felt like these people were lying. And then I met someone who wasn't Christian, who talked to me about Jesus. And I was like, oh. They were just bad people. Yeah, people then, be like... And then I realized something as I started to travel around. I remember being at Occupy Wall Street and seeing a conservative pro-life protest and they were all like, oh man, we're going to go there. Be careful, we're infiltrated." That's what the left said. We showed up as a bunch of old ladies waving American flags and they were waving and smiling and I was like, none of these people are mean. And then I hear people give general negative depictions of of religious people i'm like i wonder if that's just a negative media portrayal stereotype because if 250 million people in this country identify as christians certainly not 250 million people are walking around angry or hypocritical in fact not even the majority or plurality of them are typically angry at least when you see them in person on Twitter, yeah they've probably got that angst and anger but for the most part when you go outside and touch grass the people you're talking to probably christian And not not all that mean. Actually, kind of nice. If you collapse in the middle of the street, in the middle of anywhere in this country, someone's going to run up and try and help you for the most part. In some places, they don't. But what I mean to say is, regardless of the religion, I just think it's absurd to characterize and stereotype people as generally negative and and hold that view of them. Hypocrites.
5: Because people will tell me... They'll be, they'll be like, dude. It doesn't matter what I do. I can do whatever I want because if I believe in Jesus, He forgives me when I die. I've never you met said that. Kids yeah. I mean, oh, kids it, growing up, they were taught by their parents from the church. They're like, oh, all, all, all my sins will be forgiven if I believe it's in Jesus. Children, yeah. other like Come friends, on. high school kids, and whatever.
4: That's part of the reason why it's a sin, and that's part of the reason why it's a sin and egregious to kill a baby in the womb, mm. because no,
5: no, no.
2: Yeah,
4: hey. because ch- children don't have a a. a, a what, what, what Aquinas did, what he did for Christianity, what, what Christianity solved was a merger between, uh, uh, Judaism, you could say, and first principles of, of Greek and, uh, uh, Aristotelian thought. And it, and, and the Catholic belief, the modern Catholic belief is that the Holy Spirit doesn't exist in and of itself necessarily, that it is embodied and perfected with the human rational mind. And that to live and to think, to have thought, to know God is actually the the, the height and strive of Christian and Catholic belief. And when you rob a fetus of their growth and maturity in faith, that is the ultimate sin you've you've taken the innocence of a child
3: also i will like the to holy Super spirit Chats. does exist external to uh like the holy spirit does exist independent of us but yes works through us yeah still works through us yeah if you
2: haven't already would you kindly <laughs> smash that like button subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends head over to timcast.com sign up to be a member we're going to have a members only show at 11 p.m. it's the after hours show where we swear and it's not very family friendly but it is good fun and uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, uh, Timcast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Let's read some Super Chats. Grofty says, Buck, buck, buck. Yes. I have good news for fans of Chicken City. Well, it's sort of good news. We've created an outdoor area so the chickens can get access to the mulberries. It's a fenced off area. It won't keep them safe at night. But during the day, it keeps them corralled so they can have fresh grass. And there are mulberries everywhere. And I had to chase these dumb little things around today because they wouldn't go back inside. <laughs> so, yeah, good fun. But uh, that's good news for the chickens, of which there are many. And we're also starting Cocktown. Yeah, we're going to try and figure out Cocktown. It's uh, the, the, so the like roosters. Yeah, the oh, roosters. Oh, oh, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> that's, that's Come on, guys. We're talking about roosters. We're at each
1: other like, what's going on what? here? Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys have dirty
2: minds. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Dirty birds. The roosters can't live with the girls because they'll fight. So all of the boys, roosters, also known as cocks, yeah. need to be brought, or cockerels, to uh, Cocktown. Nice. And yeah. that's cock, C-O-C-H. What? Cock. Is that how you spell oh, you rooster? Spell cockerel, I think. It's no, it's C-O-C-K-E-R-E-L. Oh, okay. But yeah, cockerels.
5: The inner, inner ear is the cockerel, C-O-C-H.
2: Isn't that right? I don't know. Cochlear. Yeah. Cochlear. Cochlear. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see what we got. Coke. Mr. Slytrip says, why is abortion legal the day before birth in Colorado, but under HR seven two four, it's a federal crime to intentionally stop a toad. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> is that true, for- yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it
0: actually is.
2: It's just so insane to me. That is <laughs>
0: Don't stop the toad, sick. man.
2: Oh man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Robert Knight says as an independent voter in Colorado, I got both ballots. The Democrat ballot had one option per position, whereas the Republican ballot had multiple. Mm interesting all right Khalil Rose says if AOC becomes president I'm moving to Canada oh wait it sucks there too it's even worse there I don't know man uh, Luke's always talking about Chiron in Mexico yeah. it's the anarchic state it's like they got no government you just go there and live and there you go it's one way to do it El Salvador yo they got a place called Bitcoin Beach where a bunch of like tech entrepreneurs and Bitcoin maximalists and crypto heads are buying property in El Salvador because their economy is booming, their crime is, de- is, is, is decreasing. This is crazy. When they introduced Bitcoin into El Salvador, apparently they banked the whole country overnight. Like all of a sudden, the entire population had access to a financial, a digital financial account. And I I I was told this fact check because I don't know if it's true that they gave everyone thirty dollars in crypto mm. to kickstart the Bitcoin economy. That's great. So all of a sudden, everybody starts spending money like crazy, and the economy just went boom. Wow! Hey, cryptocurrency, man, I love it. Wow! And and uh, that's one way to get past Federal Reserve. Huh? Okay. All right, Storm. Huffman says, Seamus, sad to see you go. You have been a critic, you have been critical in making me look at Catholicism in a better light. What is your biggest criticism of the church?
3: Oh, that, well, thank you very much. And I, I really appreciate that. That's a good question. So, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe in, in Catholicism and the Catholic Church. If, if there's a criticism I have, it's basically just going to be with uh, the way the people in the church behave, the way all of us behave. But ultimately, that's something that's known to us based on the scriptures right we we know that uh the earliest christians they made mistakes um we talk about judas and i mentioned him as the first bishop well look at the first pope peter i mean he denied christ three times before repenting right and so we have to the my biggest criticism of the church is me if i was holier if i was better if i followed in, in christ's footsteps more effectively um I would be meriting more graces for the world. And I think ultimately, if you are Catholic, your biggest criticism of the church should be yourself.
2: We Are Change says, is Potato Man leaving? (laughs) Potato Man indeed leaving.
3: I saw that. He said he can't take the heat. Well, let me tell you something, Luke. (laughs) Let me tell you something, (laughs) man. All right. You and I... We'll do a little stream of our own where we can hash some of this out without the referee, without Tim stopping us from going to town. But yes, I am going to be leaving for a little while. And I know you're going to miss me, Luke, which is why I think you should go to freedomtunes.com, become a member for five bucks a month. he's
2: uh, Seamus is actually going on a mission to preach the good word of Freedom Tunes. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Not actually
2: the religion. He wants, you know, to people to watch. All right, let's read some more. (laughs) PP Storm says a pile of rocks is smarter than AOC. Sure. A picture of a pile of rocks is smarter than AOC. Hmm. Alright, the analysis. Katie, uh, KL Tanker says, please look into Randy Cox and the New Haven police, another reason we need constitutional carry nationwide. Man ended up paralyzed for a possession of a handgun without a permit, maybe more to story. I think I saw that, was that the guy who was, who, who was given the nickel ride? He was, there was a, uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a, there's a story where a guy was sitting in the backseat of a wagon and the police slammed the brakes on, so he flew forward and broke his neck and it was for illegal possession of a handgun. And I read that story, and I'm like, what's illegal about possessing a handgun? Did he lose his right to possess it through due process? Or did they find a guy who didn't have a permit, so they paralyzed him? And the crazy thing is, I don't know if it's the same story, but this dude, they dragged him out. He's like, I can't move. And they're like, you're fine. And they drag him out. Yo, when you have a spinal injury, they can't move. They're supposed to move you. The paramedics have to come in very carefully because they can make it worse. The cops just drag him out. Mm. (gasps) Dude, we got problems with police. All right. I'll shout out in these circumstances this stuff should not be happening but what do you do i guess the cops are just they they don't tolerate it because people will lie and claim and like piss themselves and stuff like that but maybe what we need is one emt with every arrest is that what we have to do this guy he's paralyzed from the chest down now and when i saw the story i got really mad because ben crump is involved and i'm like you've lost all credibility but regardless that shouldn't happen
4: yeah. No, I think I, and I said this last time, I think policing has become a byproduct of a, a system that that is OK with whatever level of, of moral decay and, and chaos ensues. And then they throw it on the police. And And, and not only do they throw it on them, but they actually uh, under train them and under them so that they can be the scapegoat. So, yeah, policing has become one of the most corrupt uh, things that, that go on in the country.
2: Michael Alio says, when Republicans win this year, they should codify into law the other rights that Dems are worried will be taken away, miscegenation, contraception, etc. Dare Dems to oppose it as we remove their fundraising talking points. Mm-hmm. Yes. Republicans should, first of all, codify uh, miscegenation, which is mixed race, cohabitation, and marriage. And they should be like, Democrats, you're right. We hereby propose the bill for you. And then Democrats will be forced to oppose it, won't they? Or they'll sign on and have no talking point because... Then these things won't be taken away, and contraception as well. Republicans can be like, "Yeah, yeah, these these things are fine." <laughs> what do you What do you think? Should the Republicans should codify conce- right to conce- contraception?
3: No, no, you don't I think don't. so. No, I, 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 just, I don't think that's fundamentally a conservative thing to do. so there are a number well because the thing is, there are a number of contraceptive methods that are abortifacients too. Right, it's right? true. Yeah, what yeah. miscegenation you'd agree with?
2: Law, uh, codifying to law the right to mixed race, marriage. Oh, yeah, and, of course, of course, and cohabitation. Yeah, 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 of course. Take away their talking points yeah uh,
3: well the also the idea that like republicans want to would want to like ban interracial marriage it's just not, <laughs> like it's because to them people are dumb everything is racist all the time right they're,
2: they're 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 making memes where they're claiming clarence thomas is just trying to get an annulment from his wife <laughs> that's hilarious that's that's th- really they're funny. like he's trying to annul miscegenation uh ruling so that
5: his wife it's like just get a divorce dude you know what i don't uh-huh. think abortifacians are birth control that doesn't I so mean, th- there they're not are not fertilization control I should mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. birth control is a different thing you want to make sure the baby isn't born but, but that's kind of sickening almost or,
3: con- or fertilized or conceived right but i think that there are a number of um of birth control methods that do have the capacity to be abortifacient. So there's some where it's like it's not entirely clear if it's preventing conception or if it's just aborting immediately after the conception or preventing I implantation, see. something like that.
2: All right, Jordan Z says saw Katalina Loft won her primary up here yeah. in Northern Illinois. Oh. I saw her a couple of weeks ago at my town's parade, and I told her I saw her on your show. She said you were cool. LOL. I'll keep up oh. the good work. <laughs> That's cool that you won a primary. It is a D plus eleven district, but considering cool. the polling it very well may flip. So
0: I'm excited for make it. it happen.
2: Catalina, yeah. you got to go out there. You got to knock on doors and you got to tell everybody to vote for you. There we go. Matthew Valesquez says, John Cena parodied Trump on SNL. Zelensky parodied the presidency in Ukraine. Cena Cortez 2024. Why are they still having Trump on on, on
3: SNL? It's, it's like, it's just so weird to me.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. They're desperate. They're hoping he'll say something that the press will report is true so that like they'll have something to talk about. Like Trump's SNL character says this. I want
2: to. I want to call out Seamus real quick.
3: Yeah. What I'm do you want ca- to call him out, out? Do it right now. Jason
2: says the rainbow is the biblical symbol to Noah as a covenant. Yeah. I'd like to see the rainbow more often. Seamus, put the rainbow behind you. <laughs> Why
3: not? If it's like an actual rainbow and yeah. not in the form of a ga- I mean, look, we need to take yeah. it back, folks. We need to take it back. I take agree. it back. It we ne- should we never. Lost exactly. It. Well, in our culturally, we have unfortunately, but yeah, we got to. My, my bring issue it back. is. I agree. Yeah.
2: You should never allow them to act to have made th- there should be no nothing that they do that says to you you can't use your own symbols I would agree yeah. with you
3: I would agree with
4: I you. hate that they, they want the left hijack diversity is another one yes right. they've hijacked diversity and and it's obviously not a diversity of thought it's a diversity of of physical representation or, or uh, you know chosen identity but but yeah, that's another one that they've they've hijacked
2: Let, well, how about we uh we reach out to one of our uh, our awesome fans who've done this this woodworking for us and we get a a rainbow that says God's covenant to Noah.
3: Yeah, beautiful. Let's you. do it. I would 100%. I would well, 100%. Right. 100%. <laughs>
2: it's 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 it was a symbol of Christianity. Uh, or, or Abrahamic religion before mm-hmm. it
3: was a symbol of anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. But
4: cultural whole, cultural appropriation.
3: Exactly. <laughs> right. and, and what is the left able to do? All the left is able to do is steal and twist. Mm. Right. They don't why do don't, anything why the original. Don't, they uh, take other concepts, they bastardize them, they destroy them. How about you? You make flags
2: that have a rainbow on it from like edge to edge, and, and it the ark in front of it, and it says God's covenant to
3: Noah. Yeah. Or not even the ark. I Just mean, a little ark. Well, a, I think a cross or something. Because I think the ark. Well, Because I think if you put it across people would be like, "Oh, he's a pro LGBTQ Christian." But I think if it's I think if it's oh, the the ark, uh, the then it's clear that you're referring to the the flag as a promise or the rainbow as a promise.
2: And then if all Christians started flying that flag, yeah. yeah. And then just it's it, it, it's, it's, um, it's, that it's never not phrase? been a symbol no. of God's covenant and No, they stole right. it. Well, then you should never have stopped using it.
3: Well, look, I was not the one who made that decision. And yeah. I think a lot of churches still do. Like, so I'm, use it I'm in some I, I, I I
2: do want to give an update. I am working on getting that uh, LGBT pride video up.
3: Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. So the issue is a copyright. So just trying to figure out wh- where we can find a video that is that's cleared of copyright. And um, I'm really interested to hear what these ad agencies will have to say. They're going to say that's inappropriate. I'll be like, really? but there are children there. Certainly, you don't think pride is inappropriate for children, do you? <laughs> there are children at the event. Mm. Say it. Say it publicly. Let me post that email where the ad agency says, we think pride parades are inappropriate for children. I'd love to show everyone what you think. So it's a question of like, if an ad agency denies showing this ad, then people aren't going to understand because they're not going to see the ad. All they're going to know is that a company tried putting up a video of a pride parade with children that was family friendly and the ad agencies refused to do it. Mm -hmm. Or the ad agency can come out and say, here's why and explain what the video was and then people will understand why it wasn't put up, or they can choose to put the ad up of the old fat man twerking in front of a little girl and 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 then waving to her, and they can say, "See for yourself why we didn't want to run it." But then they'll have run it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think it's it's an untenable situation. However, we got to do it right. So uh, I'm talking to some people. We're looking for uh, videos that clearly depict what it you know what was going on, and we have uh, clearance on copyright issues for running it as an advertisement. They'll try and make some arguments like. You know They're clearly going to say it's not appropriate. And like that's great. Just make the public statement that Pride parades, Pride events are not appropriate.
4: For little kids, yeah.
2: For, for anybody. Yeah, For yeah. for ad space. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, adults are going to see it. Is that, is that not okay? Well, of course they won't allow it. That, that, that's the thing. When you have these videos coming out of these Pride events where people are fully nude and doing these things, it is people turning their faces away and saying, I'm, I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah. But what happens when someone says, I want to put it in a magazine? I want that photo in a magazine. I want on the, I want a full page ad in the New York Times. Then they'll all start saying, no, we don't accept it. It's like when the parents went to the, the hearings over schools and said, I'm going to read from you a passage from a book you approve for my classroom. And then they shut their mics off like, no, no, you can't read that stuff in here. Mm -hmm. Hypocrisy.
4: I think it was the libs of TikTok that showed the video of, uh, the drag, the drag stripper show in Duluth, Minnesota, my, my, my home state where they had the, the little five- and six-year-olds right in the front row, and yep. they, they were giving them dollars to yep. give to the the the. the and then there's some videos strippers. where they put it in their thongs and G-strings.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, Normative said, Bryson Gray is suing Spotify for censoring Pride Month. You can still find it on YouTube. Hilarious video. Interesting. Hmm.
1: Well,
2: I'll check it out. All right. Julianne Boone says, I'm concerned about Ian's posture. He should sit up straight with his shoulders
5: back.
0: Thanks. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: You are right about that. That's my that's my pinned tweet. I'll be fixing my posture this year. Thanks for reminding me. Monkey D. Joe says. I think it's what's
2: holding me back. <laughs> Monkey D. Joe says, you have the best content on YouTube. Oh, we know. That's right. Oh, and and that, that also means
3: that Seamus doesn't. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you're right, logically. But they're just wrong. They're wrong. Fat Man says the modern pride flag
2: is a hidden swastika divided into four parts. I don't know if it was deliberately done by Nazis slowly influencing the takeover of the flag's design similar to the eBay, yellow, or white situation or if it's just a happy coincidence.
4: Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Someone, um they got suspended from Twitter for doing that. Yep. They you If you take the pride flag... You make four of them. And you have one yeah. pointing left, one pointing up, one pointing right, and one pointing down, it makes a swastika. That's right. That's funny. <laughs> That's scary. It's like...
4: Metaphysical coalescing. Mm-hmm. Spirits. So yeah. Strange.
2: Well, there you go. Remember when that Tariq Nasheed guy made a logo for his company and it was a it was a negative space swastika? <laughs> so it was like if you take a swastika and then color in the white portions and then white out the black portions, that's what he made. Wow. So it's like everyone's like, "Bro, that's a swastika." He's like, "No, it isn't." And they're like, "Dude, it's a swastika." <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So weird that people do this, man. All right excited for now, excited for now says, just seen that Breyer is, is retiring tomorrow instead of later this year, not surprised, wonder what they threatened him with, no, the, the, it's over. The, uh, aren't they issuing their last ruling tomorrow? I think they did like so. an extra day so they can issue the last ruling and then the session, uh, the, the session is over. So Katanji Brown Jackson will come in and yep. then the session will start up again next year, I think. I don't know. But whatever, the, a liberal is being replaced by a far leftist, so sure. I don't think that'll change a whole lot. And then when Trump gets reelected, he's going to replace many more justices and it's going to be like a seven to two conservative court or an eight to one. Adam Brineman says, Maj Touré directly cited along with Dred Scott in SCOTUS ruling, all gun laws are racist. No. Yes, I agree. Correct. It was, it's rooted in racism. And and uh and the left, they should be coming out and saying it's racist. Yeah, a lot of drug laws are rooted in racism, too. Nixon oh, yeah. used
5: those marijuana laws to go after the Black Panthers and the hippie movement and stuff.
2: I posted a meme, and it's like, this is Randy, and it's a black dude. And it's like, Randy posts an innocent video with him and his son at the range. This is Karen. She freaks out and reports it to the authorities. And then it's like a uh, uh, biased police go to a court and get a, uh, a warrant for the removal of his firearms. And then it shows three cops in armor. And it's like at 3 a.m., armed officers kick in Randy's door. His son and wife are screaming in terror, and he's killed instinctively trying to defend his family. And I'm just like, if you thought stop and frisk was bad, red flag laws are 10 times worse. But for me, it's not an issue of race. For the left, it is. And yeah. so the left should be hearing that and being like, oh, you're right. Instead, they're just like, no, we don't care because yeah. they're I, hypocrites. I wanted
4: to say something on behalf of my shout out to monster. I like him. Um, it's they are. They, it is it is race uh racism as well, but it's really just anti-freedom. And I think a lot of people's concept of America is flawed in this way and that we many of us today believe that the American government should secure our freedom. It was never intended for the American government to secure your freedom. You have the rights to secure your own freedom and in your community come together and coalesce to, to defend your freedom. And And when you pair the Second Amendment with uh, the independent business owner, a nation of shopkeepers, you get a safeguard against economic imperialism and tyranny. And that's what America was supposed to be. And many black people need to understand that going forward so they can vote the right way.
2: All right. Jedi Meintrick says, Ian says abortion does not meet the definition of murder murder is defined as the unlawful premeditated killing of a human by another fetuses are not alien they aren't cats they are human
5: yeah wait what i mean it depends on the the jurisdiction i
2: suppose whether or not it's a murder i i don't think so based on what he's i don't think that's the point he's making he's making the point that if murder is defined as the unlawful premeditated killing of a human and fetuses are human and if it's lawful to kill, if it's lawful to kill the fetus, then it's not a murder. That's the point. Mur- you, you, no, the, the law is homicide. Murder is is, is a noun. Is it is, is, is a noun?
5: He just said murder is the illegal killing of a human. If it's murder not is defined illegal, as the
2: unlawful premeditated killing of a one human by yeah, an unlawful. So if oh, okay, it's not so unlawful, then it's not murder. So if it's not unlawful to kill a human being, then it's a, then it's allowed. Then it's not murder. It's still homicide. Right. Well, homicide. Then use that word. Okay. All right. Armored Jester says, Ian, it took 20 days to get my son's birth certificate. You need to chill on the weed and look into these things before you speak in ignorance. Yeah, whatever. First breath, when they're born. That's the first thing I said. So what if we, like, in order to protect the baby, at, like, six months or, like, four months, we stick a snorkel up in there. Almost there, Tim.
5: We're very close. They're going to have neural nets soon. The babies will be leading the way. But don't the babies? The
4: babies are breathing when they're in the womb.
5: I think they're in, in liquid. I don't know.
3: No, they, they actually yeah. inhale amniotic fluid to strengthen their lungs. Yes, mm-hmm. They inhale and exhale it. Oh, cool.
4: You so can't you, have a, you know can't have a heartbeat in if you're not breathing.
3: I guess if you're sucking. Well, they're taking, li- but they're actually getting oxygen through the umbilical cord. Right. Yeah. But they do exercise their lungs in the, uh, in the womb.
2: MD says, if you think the pride flag is ridiculous, pull up the Brooklyn Nets pride flag. I honestly thought it was a troll. We all saw that when Dude. we brought it up. I don't know what it is. What it's that? just like every possible flag of any kind of sexuality mashed into one weird thing. What? And it's like... What is this called? The, the Brooklyn Nets pride flag. Pride
4: Pride month is a complete psyop
2: oh well well, MAGA month is coming up it's time yes yeah you know MAGA month wow that yeah I did see this the other day I got my profile picture ready you got it so on MAGA month everyone changes their profile pictures to American flags because it's 4th of July month it's Independence it's, it's, it's Make America Great Again month yeah it's not about politics. It's about just loving your country oh and your God. neighbors, and grilling hot dogs and burgers, and blowing stuff up with in the in the air of fireworks.
4: Can, can I can I give an honest criticism of Donald Trump real quick?
3: Of, of course. course, absolutely yeah. not. There's, <laughs> no such thing as, there's no such thing as an honest criticism okay, of Donald Trump. Yeah, he's he's perfect in every single way. Course, I,
4: I yeah. think one of the one of the shortcomings of Donald Trump's messaging around MAGA, and not and I'm not, I'm not saying this to to be disparaging on him, you know, in, in any real harsh way. But when I talk to people in my community in in CD5 in Minneapolis, they really believe Make America Great Again is a a desire to take America back to a time when race relations were worse. Mm. And it's a huge info war because in the 1970s, there was a moment where we had racial harmony coming out of the civil rights movement and the security state intentionally tried to subvert that racial harmony that existed for a moment. But Make America Great Again is also based largely on foreign policy and trade. And there was a time in this country where we had a surplus and we were the center of manufacturing. And the main message behind Make America Great Again, I think people need to understand going forward, whether you traditionally identify as Republican or Democrat, is that the sovereignty of this country is being exported to another country that doesn't believe in human freedom Mm -hmm. at all, whether you believe in God or not, and that is China and the CCP. They don't believe in human freedom, they don't believe in human rights, and they don't believe in health care. Old people in China don't have health care. So, I mean, that that's kind of an info word that I wanted to speak on. All right.
2: Leon Cintron says the Constitution grants citizenship by birth, not by fertilization. The U.S. government doesn't enforce the Constitution on non-citizens until you are born in American territory or naturalized. The U.S. Constitution isn't applicable. Wrong! You are 100% wrong. The Supreme Court has already ruled the Constitution applies to non-citizens so long as they are here. That means tourists have free speech, tourists have 2A, tourists have a right to be free from uh, uh, search you know, search and seizure, and all, uh, all of these uh, uh, um, uh, unwarranted the constitution absolutely applies to non-citizens. Well, that, that's been ruled on time. Illegal time again. Aliens. Yep, they get constitutional rights. That's right. They have free speech, they have 2A, they have all of these things. Now, with 2A, there's probably laws in many states about permitting, about uh, a non-resident, uh, um, uh, a non-resident, but not non-citizen. John Galt says, Ian, if a U.S. woman is a homesteader and has a baby at home, doesn't get a birth certificate. Is homeschooled at the age of eighteen. On the way to town to get his birth certificate and the driver uh, and, uh, and driver's license, he's arrest arrested. Is he protected by U.S. rights?
5: Yeah, I think we we already covered it. Uh, it's birth that gives you the U.S. citizen or the U.S. rights.
2: But that's why I asked you, like, what if they're born in a in a, in a test tube? Like, what if they're in a amniotic bag, artificial bag? When do their rights on start? American soil? Yeah, the moment they're born into the bag, I guess. Born I into know. the bag.
5: Yeah. Is that how uh, That's how I imagine how that's worked? How it uh, it's like, when would you grant them,
2: like, when would you recognize their constitutional right. rights? It's like an out
5: of sight, out of mind thing, I think, for a lot of people. Because if the baby's gestating in a, in a glass case and you can watch it from day one of, of fertilization all the way through, you're going to think a lot earlier that it should deserve those rights, I bet.
2: Theodore Hutch uh, Stetler says, here's what it means to be Christian. Quote, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10, 9. Well, there you go.
5: Saved from what?
4: Eternal damnation. That's Let's right. grab That's a couple more. We'll just, do, we'll just
2: do a couple more. We'll try and get as many as we can in. Wayne Martin says, to add to Royce's point, have we heard any
3: acknowledgments
2: of the Roe v. Wade ruling from any of the churches or huge religious leaders?
3: Hmm. That's a good question. I know that um, I've had I've heard people saying that their their church, uh, you know, their, their priest gave a good homily after a row was overturned. I've also heard some people claiming that their priest uh, or pastor was condemning the ruling. It's a mixed bag, unfortunately.
2: Hmm. Danan S says, given our government's history on the issue of personhood, I find it disturbing that Ian wants to predicate human value on the government's definitions.
5: Who else is good? What else are we going to predicate it on? Your feelings? You
2: know these are these are very difficult moral questions, I suppose, but the challenge ultimately is: when does the government have the right to kill human? Whenever they want. Whenever Congress says it's the time. I mean that's that's the yeah, that's the reality. When the government says it, they do it. Obama's not in prison. It's
5: supposed to be Congress that decides it, but the Patriot Act's insane.
2: Obama straight up killed American citizens without charge or trial. Yeah. No accountability.
4: Federal government is a Frankenstein.
5: Yeah.
2: All right. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share the show with your friends. It's the sharing that really helps. We, we've actually started doing some marketing recently. And we're going to ramp it up because uh, we, we've never actually done it until this past month. So uh, that'll be fun. Over at TimCast.com, if you sign up, we're going to have an exclusive members-only show for you. So uh, check that out. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll swear a lot. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Timcast News because we're actually launching a few channels and I think Facebook actually took us out of the, the, the doghouse. They, 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 they demonetized me for covering January 6th, but they've restored the channel, I guess. So we're going to be posting there again and you can follow me personally at Timcast basically everywhere. Royce, do you want to shout anything out?
4: RoyceWhite.us is, is our congressional website. Um, also started a few YouTube channels more recently. The Last Renaissance is one, covering my time in the big three. Also just cultural stuff and going on with me personally and should be trying to get a podcast channel coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that as well. We'll be putting that content up on the Congress website. So
3: Right on, right on. Amazing. Seamus Coglin. Oh, man, I'm going to miss you guys. Going to miss all of you. This has been great. And I... I love you all. If if you haven't got enough of me yet, you can go over to freedomtunes.com, become a member for five bucks a month. You'll get an extra cartoon each week. You'll also get behind the scenes content and uh, I'll see you guys real soon. But it's okay. We've got uh, another Catholic here to replace James.
5: Catholic.
2: That's right. That's
5: right. Yep. I, have a nice evening, everyone. Ian Crossland, always great to see you, man. Good and you, me. I guess the referee was ju- was judicious, but... We need to go gloves. You off. guys
2: are supposed to do that like two-hour conversation. You, oh, no, I no,
3: mean, no, I've no, said no, I, 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 I've said before. I don't like I talk about tomorrow the thing when, when there's leaving? elements when of it that I know, but. I'm not someone who's when are you qualified to debate this publicly, in my opinion. Like, I'll, I'll get into some arguments about it if if a point comes up where I know someone's wrong. But when it comes to, like a really in depth dive, I really want to do more reading first just to make sure I'm not saying like anything irresponsible or that misses the mark yeah, in some speaking way. speaking of I think which, I've mentioned before, you're yeah.
5: very like moralistic, as I know, like a really moralistic guy. And when Tim asked me a direct question to criticize you, I said drinking. Like mm-hmm. I, that was like kind of lazy of me. Mm-hmm. So I would love to go deeper. I I appreciate
3: no and I appreciate that. I mean, yeah, yeah, not not taking on the point too much, but yeah, I mean like Jesus drank the apostles drank now It's, it's not talking. a sin to have have alcohol.
5: Also they may have taken ergot.
3: Oh, so I don't a- agree with that. that.
2: They also play disco music. What? <laughs> that's that's historically true. We're,
5: We're just sorry. making things up. With Abraham Lincoln.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> I with
2: a straight face have said historical inaccuracies inaccuracies on a prime time show because we've already determined that's a Chad move.
0: That's a way to go. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you guys still like making no, I'm just kidding. There's nowhere you can go to make up stuff like that. AOC and Tim are a special class of person. Thank you very much for coming by this evening, Royce, for your big game tomorrow. Thank you, Seamus, for visiting and sharing your knowledge with us. I know you're not a theologian, but I feel like if you have a firmly held belief that you have a right and a privilege to share it with people and to see if you can persuade them to think the way you think thank you i i
3: I do my best i really do do my best i just i try to be careful if that's like the specific top i would want to know like a specific thing you wanted to get into so that like i could make sure i was really well read on that specific part before we dove into it all right man
2: we'll figure that stuff out uh it'll be really cool yeah if you uh uh, head over to timcast.com for the members only show thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all then
1: Bye.
2: 18 plus